Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hi everyone and welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 276 for October 18th, 2018. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. I'm another one of your hosts, Matthew. And I'm the last one, Adriel. And we're all here. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay. When, when is the last time we were all on at the same time? Two weeks ago. Nope. It was two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, right. It really was. You it just, was really that's yeah. right. You were just a plain old no show last week. Yeah, last week I was just like, nah, screw this. I'm out. Actually, I forget what it was. Did I, did I use the kid? I used the kid, didn't I? It's like a baby no, things. You didn't use the kid. Didn't I? Did I thought you? I said baby duties. No. Well, I, I remember thinking made, the joke was duties. <laughs> I said duties. Oh, yeah. We made all those jokes. But uh, officially, um, you had caught a cold from a puppy. Yeah. Oh, a cold I see. Yeah. Are you ah. still sick? It's a little rough. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, good God. All right, let's jump into what we did this week in guns. And as always, it is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. They're offering both laser engraving and polymer grip reduction, including finger groove removal for polymer guns. Like they'll take the finger grooves off the front of your grip do a grip reduction and then stipple your your um, M&P or your Glock or whatever. I guess they could stipple your steel gun too, but that would be an entirely different process. This, we're talking about freaking laser beams from Jeff Reese's freaking head. And uh, he's ill-tempered, like the sea bass, of course. And um, yeah, if you've got a polymer gun all tuned up, they can do that for you. Or if you've got a magazine that you would like a really cool laser engraving done on it, they can certainly do that for you too. Jeff sent me a photo of a magazine that they laser engraved. I don't know if it's appropriate to share with the listeners, but if you remind me, I will certainly share it with you three. Oh, after the show. yeah. I need maybe, some ideas. Maybe you could put it on the, the Patreon show. Ah, yeah, because we yeah, we're we'll doing a Patreon it. show. Right. So if you're a Patreon and you get to see this epic magazine that was laser engraved by the uh, awesome folks at Calgary Shooting Center. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your, uh, there's your reason to become a Patreon owner. Patreoni. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Your own way. In your own way, Matthew. Yeah. Welcome back. And in your own time, um, why don't you tell us what you did this week with guns? I blasted three groundhogs in the face. (laughs) 30 or three? Three. Just three. We don't have the same numbers you guys have out there. But (laughs) but bear in mind, the ones that I blasted were probably 20 pounds each. Mm. I was just going to say, they're about three or four times the size of the... Oh, I'm thinking a little bit more than that. Maybe 10. Well, different, yeah. Different. Yeah, different animal. Apples. Different, completely. Yeah, apples and oranges. Yeah, Yeah, woodchucks or or groundhogs. (laughs) They're all gophers. uh, What what are they officially called around here, Trevor? The woodchuck. Yeah. The woodchuck. Woodchuck or groundhog, but they are not gophers. How do they taste? Can you eat those? Uh, Yeah, you can eat them. I know a man who has eaten them. Uh, I know. 
Kind but of like uh, not, not me, man. I'm not. Uh... No, I wouldn't eat them. I didn't eat them. Okay. No, they were. There was a bit of an infestation, um, and uh, someone asked me to to bring to stop by with a twenty two and uh, clear them out. And so uh, happily, I obliged, and all three of them single shot. Right behind the ear in the most well, actually I saw it. One of them was right behind the ear, and two of them were literally in the face. One was just just above the nose and lights out instantly. And then the other one was a little bit just a little bit higher, but uh, took care of that. But the the one right behind the ear, he 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 took off on a run. And I had to I had to take him out as he was sort of galloping away, you know, at the at the top speed that gophers run at, which is which is sorry, ground dogs, which is not super fast to be fair. However, I was still quite satisfied with the, the placement of the shot. And again, it was it was instant lights out on all three of them. So it was a clean ethical shot on all of them. And anybody who says you can't use a twenty-two for groundhog, you just got to put the shot in the right spot. A what? lot of guys, oh, a lot of guys around here, Trevor, say no, don't use a twenty-two. I've pumped 30, 40 rounds into groundhogs, and they won't die. And I said, where are you shooting them? Oh, to shoot them in the body. Oh, well, that's not the spot right to shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Not with a twenty-two. You want to hit them with a thirty-thirty or something in the body? Fine, whatever. Yeah, but with a twenty-two, no, you've got to go for the precision kill. So all yeah. of mine have been taken with the bow, with the exception of one I took with my seventeen HMR, and it was just like you pulled the plug. Yeah, it, it just clumped and folded is it, right there. Is it headshot, headshot nope. as well for that guy. No, nope. nope. took him in the chest and just. Oh, okay. Well, the, I, I mean, the seventeen head. HMR has a lot of a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of energy to dump into it really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet sort of fragments. Dumps it all. Twenty-two yeah. just punches through. Yeah. So, cool. Anything else? No, that was pretty much it. I, I got to do more shooting stuff. I haven't had time. I, I, well, I I've got excuses. You do. I've got yep. reasons. Yep. But uh, I'm not going to say them. Yeah, everybody knows what they are. So I'm just going to work on trying to get out to the range a bit more often. It's starting to get colder. We actually had flurries today. So yeah, everywhere. Chances are, it may wait till spring. <laughs> we'll see. But I'll try to do some gun related stuff. Well, I mean, the good news is you're now in close proximity to the Woodstock range, which is an, uh, you know, has an IPSC program. Yeah. And it just, it That range is brand new and awesome. Sorry, just had pristine. It's a beautiful range. Yeah, it's very nice. They did a really good job. Yeah, sorry. We interrupted. (laughs) Well, you interrupted me. (laughs) Come on. That's way I think I may deserve this. I interrupted Trevor. <laughs> hey, well, it's all right. You were going to say what I was going to say anyway. So, um, yeah, what Matthew. You were going to say about how they renovated or not renovated, but added new bays. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you've got a wealth of IPSC experience in teaching black badges, and you're a CRO and stuff. So, you'll be a huge asset to that range's uh, black badge program. So, hopefully, in the spring, you'll be on site for all the good stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, thinking. This spring's probably going to pick up a little bit. Until spring, it's probably going to be a little quiet in the McClatchy neck of the woods when it comes to guns. But I'll try to get out and do some hunting or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll, I'll jump into what I did. Um, so I went hunting on Saturday. I was supposed to go with Muffin. But um, sometime after 2.30 in the morning, uh, I was told this happened. I don't remember, but I, I had to crawl into the house. I couldn't actually walk in on my own two feet. I kind of went from the cab to the sidewalk to the all in all fours into that the good, house. Hey? Yeah, it was really good. It was awesome. I was over at Officer Frank's place, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And um, 
when Officer Frank breaks out a talking stick because we're all yelling and talking over each other, debating whatever we're debating. Is he goes this talking to the, stick at 870? No, which would have been <laughs> appropriate, but it was actually a, a beautiful two by four. Oh, okay. <laughs> we legit were handing an eight foot two by four around the living room as a talking stick. So there I no, knew whose turn it was to talk. And you, yeah, you we need you, one of those. There was no mistake. Here, I'm going to hand you the talking gun, Trevor. Here it comes. <laughs> so, so the next day I woke up. I was supposed to leave at 7 o'clock. And, and God love her. She put out all my hunting clothes at the foot of the bed in a pile. So I just had to, like, crawl out of bed, dress myself, crawl into the truck, right? Yeah, no. Um, I don't remember the alarm going off. But an hour after I was supposed to be with him, I phoned him in a panic. And he was like, sure enough, he was an hour away, right? So I was pissed. But I pulled myself together and um, got my own truck and headed uh, down to where I used to live and where the homestead is at. And I went hunting on uh, the farm that we took Steve Lee, Steve Lee to that time I way remember. back when. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I walked the usual trails that I walked as a kid and um, didn't see anything. And then on my way out, one flew while I was walking. So I was like, all right. I will come back for you later. So I left. I tried my stomping grounds. My other stomping grounds didn't see anything. Um, went to eat, went back to the homestead. And this, I walked again. And this time I thought, I'm going to drive to the other end of the property. And as I was driving through the same trail where the bird flew last time, I saw him out the passenger, the driver's side window, just minding his business, walking through the woods. So I got out and I was using the F12, my Typhoon F12. So for the listeners who may be viewers right now, this is my Typhoon F12. And He's holding up a wooden and blued steel very traditional classic. looking break action hunting shotgun. Absolutely. <laughs> side by side. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a side by side. Side by side over under pump action. <laughs> also also semi-automatic magazine fed with the same like AR-15. AR-15, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> after shooting a grouse in the head with a red dot, I don't ever want to hunt without a red dot again. It was the coolest sight picture. It was the coolest experience to use a red dot on an animal. And it was really effective. There was no pellets in the breast whatsoever. Do you and think you could use the red dot on the fly with the bird on the wing? What choke are you, you using? You know what you need oh. to do, Trev, is take that ah. out to trap day. No, sorry, Adriel, I was using mod. And yes, it, Matthew, that's exactly what I have to do. Try and nail clay pigeons in the air with this thing. Yeah, yeah, because if you can, then you can take the gross out, no problem. And for no other reason other than to watch the fuds at traps, heads explode. Oh, yeah, no, I can't <laughs> wait. Let yeah. me know when you're going. I think I'll go with you. Perfect. Next Sunday. No. Is that is that red dot quite low on the on It's the very low. It's as low as I can get it. Well, now, it looks like it looks do you, does, show me the, the, cheek, the cheek thing there again. Does the buffer tube straight back? Yep. And you can still see through the red dot okay? Yes, I can. Oh, when I perfect. shoot. As long as you can, you can. That's all yeah. that matters. My yeah. um, uh, SLR also has a set of low rings. Yeah. And I don't use um, electronic hearing protection right. with either of these in a match. I just use foamies, and then I don't yep. have to worry about them getting pushed up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get a much better... Uh, cheek weld this way as you would yeah, yeah. does it come with so that gigantic magazine funnel and yeah. this particular one did they don't all it depends what version you get and there was a, a promotion going on if you bought them in this particular time you got the um 
the Magwell and Adriel, a bad oh, yeah. level. So if you just turn that upside down, you can just drop shells directly into there and it'll load, right? Yes. Like it doesn't matter how. Oh, no, just just chuck it. Like just it's like a big old funnel. Just drop them That's in. Right. Yeah. Does the yeah. bad lever stick out the the right side of the trigger group, or is it kind of inset a little bit? It's very inside, too far inside, actually. Ooh, Adriel, yep, yep. It's go right back. inside. Like I really got to go. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, nope, no get... bueno. No, why? Don't use that. I use it. <laughs> you use that in a match. You're gonna get DQ'd. You're nope. gonna ND onto your trigger. Nope. I've done it. Okay. I. I... Well, here now. Now it's a matter of practice. Look, Adriel. Now, now, now you can see how see. close it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay, Trev. Yeah, you're gonna hit that without hitting your trigger. No problem. Probably. Just, sorry, I'm just gonna lock on your screen there. Okay. So is here it, we go. Is it, is it outside the trigger guard when it's Negative. ready to be activated? It's Negative. inside the trigger guard. It's very much inside the trigger guard. See that? Well, yeah, it is. It's very. Yeah. Well, only if he lights off around. That's right. As long as you don't light uh, off around. You're good to go. Just make sure the gun's pointed at the target when you uh, do your drop. <laughs> yep. So when, when you when she you end <laughs> make sure you're aimed at the berm when you end. <laughs> it is not intended as a. Um, but see, the way this one is meant to be used. Put the camera back on me. You just it you is. push it in with your fingertip. Okay. Yeah, but you can see how it would be very easy to to push it in somebody who hasn't practiced and and touch the trigger and light it off. Now, how heavy Correct. is the trigger on that? Uh, it's pretty heavy. It's well oh, over three pounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be alright. Yeah, and I mean, let's remember, I run them on all my guns. Yeah, you're used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not concerned. Okay. But I have seen. Go shoot some more three gun. Let me know when you get an ND from that. <laughs> I will. I'd, I'd I'd be happy. You, you know, as soon as it happens, Angel's going to be all over it. As well Trevor, as I would. You'll never tell us. <laughs> no, I will. I'm if I'm there, stupid. I'll tell you. I'm too stupid to not tell you guys. That's always been part of my problem. Yeah. So anyway, um, what else did I do after the uh, gross hunting adventure? I did some reloading, getting ready for this weekend's uh, match. I'm helping teach a black badge this weekend, so I'll be. Uh, um, it's it's Larry's fifth and final class, so he has to. It's his solo class, so to speak. He's got to be the lead That's instructor. In Fredericton? No, it's in Miramichi. Oh, in Miramichi. Yeah, and uh, I think Ginger Snaps is coming. To, I I know Ginger Snaps is coming to help. He's going to assist cool. with the classroom portion. Yeah, and uh, I believe the range hi. stuff as well. Yeah, tell him I said hi to. You guys just literally said hi to him because he's probably going to listen to this while driving up. So, I'm not, hi. I'm not I don't know, um, Ginger. I'm, I'm. You let me know if Trevor does not say hi to you for me when you get to yeah. the range. And yeah. the girls. The Any girls times. aren't. I, the girls aren't going. They'll listen. No, the girls. There you go. Um, <laughs> what else did I do? Oh, where is it? I did. Um, I got the rear sight swapped on my shadow. So this is a shadow one. But that is a Shadow 2 adjustable rear sight. Now, Very not adjustable nice. for windage, but adjustable for elevation. For elevation. Oh, yeah, no, windage, once you lock that in, you're done. Elevation is what you want to be able to quickly do. And Matthew, this sucker, it takes three plow horses and an angry midget to move it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Are you that angry midget? <laughs> well, I'm angry. Well, yeah. And you're kind of short. Yeah, you're kind of short. Yeah, you're, you're the short one. I'm the short one, yeah. yeah. Um, right. You're the skinny one. I'm yeah. the short one. Adriel's the yeah. ball one. Kelly's the old one. Yeah. Right, all. 
we all know our roles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got called 54 again. No, 51. 51. 51. Yeah, I got called 51. You're not? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so the site has changed. I'm taking this. Oh, I'm going to shoot production this weekend. So, um, Jeremy, if you're listening, I'm going to shoot production this weekend. Did you, you were going to sh uh, sw uh, switch out the front site as well. Did you yeah, do that? Or um, no? I do need to get the front site, but I, uh, I'm not sure which size or whatever. What so, are you switching it out for? What's wrong with that one? It's really big. Like I said last oh, week, it's as wide as Rita McNeil's ass. So I need to. You have uh, a hair in the slide there. It's bothering me every time you put it up to the rear slide there right by the site. There's a hair, cat hair uh, on it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. My camera. Is it cat awesome. hair or is it a beard hair? Yeah. Anyway, six minutes, we've got to get our guest on. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how to tell time. Just saying. You're not a clockologist either. Um, so, Matthew, the Shadow 2 site is much smaller, uh, narrower, and it makes a better like set picture. Sites. Yeah, yeah same here. So, yeah. uh, I ordered more Stag 10 parts. My IBI barrel is actually on the way. My bolt carrier group's on the way. Uh, I ordered some XCRM mags. So the pistol version in 308. Nice. So they're, yep. yeah, 10 round, 10 round 308 mag for my stag 10. Very and, cool. And I bought this. And this was the worst impulse buy. <laughs> like, like Jeff Reese said, no, no, dude. A Snickers at the checkout is an impulse buy. <laughs> this is not this an impulse was, buy. No. Yeah, whatever. Well, like I've it. wanted one yeah. since they came out. I've talked to you about it quite a few times, yeah. maybe Adriel yeah. as well. This is a Savage A17. When they first came out, they were in a polymer stock, and they were getting mixed reviews. Then guys were, Boyd's, Boyd's came out with a aftermarket stock, and guys were taking them, putting them in the Boyd stock, betting them, and getting sub-MOA with them at 100 yards. So I was like, all right, that's the answer. And then I didn't have to purchase the rifle and purchase the stock. Like the next year after that happened, that, that video came out. Savage started to sell them with a Boyd stock, the rifle already installed into it. So Great. that's not a thumbhole Boyd stock. That's just a straight. You're correct. Oh, nice. See, I could get behind that stock. I do not like thumbhole stocks. Right. Not for, I don't like the Boyd's thumbhole stock. Yeah, I they are different. They're certainly, yeah. And they're not lefty friendly, but lefties don't matter. Really? So. No, they're not great to get to the safety either because the safety on the Savage is up on the tang there. A thumb yeah. hole is like, it's just it's in impossible. the way. Yeah. yeah, not on these semis. It's in the front of the trigger guard like on a Winchester shotgun. But Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, well, and that's then where it belongs. The icing, exactly. The icing on the cake for this one was it has a heavy barrel. Yeah. So, um, and it's got swing swivels installed and a scope. It was quote-unquote used. It was um, the factory stickers talking about the uh, CCI A17 ammo was on there. The sticker here is talking about it being an accu yeah, trigger. Wasn't very used, was it? Wasn't very used. I got the, um, I opened up the action. I was going in there with my flashlight, and then the guy's like, here's a bore scope. And so I, uh, or bore light. So I looked at the bore, and I mean, whoever brought it into the shop made sure they cleaned it before they brought it in because. There's no rounds to this gun. I suspect like somebody put a boxer through a, a box or two of ammo through it and was like, nah, it's not for me. Um, so when I when I did the math, I came up three hundred dollars a head. So like someone said, you didn't spend. So you made you practically made money by buying. That's them. that's right. That's what my buddy Ed said. He said you didn't yeah. spend eight hundred. You made three hundred. That's right. Uh, but that's kind of messed me up because I was so close to being debt free. <laughs> so that anyway. Muffin wants my um, 93R that I got from Jeff Reese that time. 
So that's going to, you know, cover half the cost of this one anyway. And then I got a, I'm not selling the loophole scope that I got from Andy on it. So I don't know what that loophole is going to go on, but it's a very nice loophole scope. It might even go on this, but this is a, this is a good varmint scope. This is, um, it's not, a, it's not a very high end, but it's the right numbers. It's um, a four to 12 by 44. So it's a nice varmint scope. That's a Vortex. Crossfire 2. Yeah. Crossfire 2. That's what I have on mine, except it's a 2 to 7, not a 4 to yeah. 12. I like the Crossfire 2. It's it's an inexpensive, yep. yet perfectly yep. reasonable yep. and very usable. Yep. Yep. It's what I have on my um, Magpul 1022 as well, the Rimfire version. So. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Next. What did I do? I might have to cut this short. Oh, no. Well, I can't cut this short. After, this after yours. After, so this one, um, this is a biggie. See my hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, like my hat. I told you to keep it. You didn't keep it. It's too small. And, well, you know what? It's funny because <laughs> I have a large. I have a large and I have a small. So I'm pretty sure you were wearing the small. Mm. This one, I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, it's my Calgary Shooting Center hat. And I've been wearing it a lot lately at matches. And some people may have noticed and wondered why. And the reason is I am now Calgary Shooting Center pro staff. So not unlike Brian Bolivar, who shoots for um, Elwood Epps. Elwood Epps, yes. Now I shoot for the Calgary Shooting Center. So I'm pro staff for them. They're going to send me a shirt. And then we'll work out the other details later. This is going to be official in 2019. Um, It makes sense because you're in Calgary, right? (laughs) You know what? Somebody else brought that up. And let's think about the fact that, you know, there's the podcast, there's the internet, there's all the social medias. No, 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 no. You're a a hater. You're jealous. (laughs) I don't have to be in the same city as the store I shoot for. They want reality is you buy so much from the Calgary shooting center. You should be pro staff. But it's you're, not you're probably paying your own sponsorship. You realize that, right? Yeah, I was just ah. going to say that, too. Uh, well, I, you guys forget I work for a gun shop. I buy the bulk of my stuff at that gun shop. This okay, might be you, a problem, actually. Yeah, you have you have to go to meetings. This is a conflict of interest, I think. I work at one gun shop, but I'm sponsored by another one and a bullet company. Something's got to give. Yeah, because NASCAR cars are only uh, sponsored by one company. Right. No. And the car never drives in the city of all those sponsors' locations. I think you'll be all right, dude. I think I'll be all right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, Jeff was going to come on to discuss the details and stuff, but the program's not completely ironed out yet. So, he's going to wait a couple of weeks. And then, um, chances are I may not be the only one. Maybe there will be a local one. Maybe, Adriel, if you stop being such a dick, there'll be a room for you, too. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Fine. Stay there. <laughs> all right. Adriel, why don't you tell us what you did this week in guns? Uh, let's see. I shot a three-gun match on Saturday. Uh, it was uh, cold. It was like minus five, kind of, kind of thing. In Ooh. snow, yeah, in Ooh. snow. Uh, oh. It was uh, and it warmed up a little bit later on the day, so it got kind of like muddy and wet. So I was, I was wearing uh, tactical rubber boots uh, the whole time. Tactical, yeah, as in I, they're not, not, not tactical, just rubber boots. They were <laughs> black. Right? If they're black, they're tactical. Yeah, they're they're not the best. The the grip on them is not there. But I kept my feet dry, and that's yeah. like there's some of the guys who are if if you're really competitive, you're gonna run cleats, you're gonna run running shoes. But in that kind of slop, you're gonna get wet feet, and then you're gonna be miserable for the whole day. Whereas I was nice and toasty warm. So <laughs> ridiculous. Like, have you not heard of waterproof Keens or waterproof Solomon Speed Cross? I had I had. Andrew, how did it work out for you? How did those rubber boots work out for you? 
I don't care if you won. He looked bad. You won. You won, right? It's like wearing Crocs. I don't care how comfortable you say they are. Yeah, yeah, Trevor, he he won. I know. He looked silly. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he looks silly. It worked. Holy matter. No, no, when you're cold, there's no dignity in being cold. There's no dignity in trying to stay warm. When you're trying to stay warm, you do whatever you need to do. I'm with Adriel on this one, hands down. Yeah, I mean November. November rolls around. I might be. I might be running around in some hunting. Uh, hunting boots, depending on how cold it is. Yeah, no kidding. If it's, uh, if it's minus twenty five, I'll I'll have my hunting boots on. I bet you, if you're warm and comfortable, you'll probably shoot better than somebody in competition gear anyway, just because they're cold and wet and shivering. Yeah, maybe they'll fall or something mm, like that. That's they'll be all frozen. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. I shot on kind of a super squad, so like I. Um, me and my buddy Sean shot on the squad, and then some other guys joined it. And uh, Ryan from Saskatchewan came out, so we had we had a bunch of really good shooters on one squad. Um, just for the listeners who aren't uh, uh, familiar with it, sometimes in, in IPSC this is common, and, and I think this happens in other sports as well. Sometimes, like the really good shooters, want to see how each other shoot. And they all squad together, and you end up with uh, with one squad that's uh, uh, got a lot of like really good shooters on it. Are you talking about the super squad? Were yes. you on the super squad? Yeah, he yes. literally just said that. Yes, like yeah. three minutes ago. I didn't know Welcome if he used back. the actual word "super squad." I used the word, and then I introduced the concept for people who might not have heard of that. Oh, whatever, I was typing. Carry on. Yeah, we clearly, <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, I used my uh, my WK one eighty C as well in the match, and uh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with it. Um, one thing I just did uh, recently here was get a one of these uh, bolt releases from uh, uh, RWA. Did I talk about this? I don't. Th- nope. I feel like I did not. This, this came in a couple of days ago. I'm yes. dying for you to demonstrate this. Um, works to lock it open as well as drop it. Correct. Yeah, works to lock it open as as well as drop it. Uh, it's not ergonomic where it is though. So let me. Adrian, how else yep. would you lock it open without that? Does it have to have a mag inserted? Yes, or you could. You could pop your finger through the uh, uh, bottom there, on. yeah, and then lock lock it open like that. Which, yeah, is kind of a pain, right? So, yeah. at the very least, this is uh, good for locking it open. But see where my thumb is there? I got long yeah, thumbs. I don't quite reach it. No, nope, not even close. So, you uh, backwards. No, I don't. It would be great if it cu- if it came back here. Yep. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Mm. So I gave him that feedback. I said, "Hey guys, if you if you put it back here, I would be able to reach it, and that'd be awesome. And if you do that, I will gladly beta test it for you. Just <laughs> send me one, and I'll, <laughs> I'll test it out. But uh, where it is right now, uh, you could use it to uh, to rack it open and then push it up, um, but it's not fantastic for pushing down. And given how small of a target it is compared to the bolt." Um, I would slap a new mag in and just hit the charging handle and let go because it's just yeah. easier to do. Yeah. But uh, now you don't have to stick your finger up in there to lock it back. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that, that itself said. is worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it'll, it'll, it'll make clearing a double feed a, a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the, the gun ran fine. I, I have nothing to complain about on rifle. Um, I had, a, I had a good match overall. Um, uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing to complain about really. Uh, I traded my Savage 10TR. I had it in like an MDT chassis with like the HS3 stock and their Crook. their skeleton uh, <laughs> stock on the back there. And uh, I traded that for a guy on CG. I want to trade for his Chris Vector in 45 ACP cool. with some Glock mags. So I'm Is like, yeah. Huh? Is it pink? 
It's not pink. Uh, <laughs> cool. I can paint it. I could paint yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. We could oh, share it's it's black. at the shop. It's, I like uh, shooting the it's, it's a Gen One. Okay. Um, and it's the non-restricted one, so it's got the long, the long barrel on it. But uh, I could technically use that to go shoot a grouse or a deer. You could. You yeah, could. I could. I won't, but <laughs> I could. <laughs> I always um, thought they were ugly. Well, they are ugly. They're very uh, space age. I don't know if they're yes. ugly, but no, no, space I think ugly is the right word. I stand by my age. statement. He says, <laughs> yeah, "Absolutely, I, I know ugly, ugly, and they're ugly." Look, the, the, I mean, they're they work for what they do. I mean, it, the, the whole idea behind the design uh, is very functional. If, well, actually, Matthew, I would say the whole it's I, better for full auto. Right. The whole idea sure. behind that design was to reduce the recoil impulse in the muzzle rise in full auto, right. and then went and ruined it by making it semi-auto. So, like, well, who cares? Why do I want? Yeah, whatever. Because they look cool. For, for what it was designed for, it works well. However, it's ugly. Yes. I've Anyways, I'm going to get one of those. <laughs> All right, cool. I yeah. look forward to it. I want to see this ugliness on the screen. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go shoot a mini match Saturday night at Phoenix uh, Gun Range in the south of Edmonton. Uh, they're running every second weekend, every second Saturday, they're running a, like a little mini match, Ipsic style, but not Ipsic, but basically Ipsic. Uh, so I'm going to go run that and uh, get better at my pistol. That's that's my that's goal good. there is to yeah. get pistol better. Hard. Pistol is hard. And it's also I'm going to make the switch from my Glock 34 to the Shadow 2 over the winter as well because um, that's a more competition. Feel like I should do it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like I should do that. So I'll uh, I'll run that over the over the winter um, with those little. Yeah, if you want to win, if you want to win, get out of the Glock, get into the Shadow, definitely. Uh, and I say that as a Glock shooter. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't hold me back a lot. Now, one of the things in three gun is that the Shadow Twos, the forty cal mags in the Mechgars, run nine mil. So big advantage yeah, for it, three gun. And that's uh, allowed in what you do, right? We can't do yeah. that in Ipsic. Can't do it in Ipsic, but uh, I'll just download them to ten for Ipsic and uh, exactly. And exactly. No, what I'm saying is yeah. that's perfect. Take advantage of that if you can. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. So very cool. Yeah, um, and then uh, I updated our website and social and all that kind of stuff with the new logo. Yeah, that's great. Sent over the nice logo to remember like for IG and yeah, yeah, it's looking yep. good. A lot of people like, like that new logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wicked. We're rocking some really nice new colors. Not... They're the same colors, Trevor. They're just laid yep. out differently. I, I knew the second that I said it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I want yeah. to say something more um better than colors mm. but i'm playing right, a yeah. game and that uh yeah no we can clearly tell yeah yeah <laughs> got the other screen going. Yeah. That it's more professional looking it's very mm. yeah. yeah it's very good it's like gonna be that. much more easier to print i should make up some more patches i should get patches going sure yeah does yeah. jason know that all the swag he's getting has the old is logo on it, or did I just? Run I I just mailed some today, and I it, I just I just stuffed it. I just like <laughs> as much as much as that box would would hold. I stuffed it full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's all collector's items. It yep. is. It's, it's worth more now, if you will. So uh, zero times three. Uh, carry the one, one. equals yeah, potato. Still zero. Yeah. yeah. Equals potato. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's wonderful that we um, had a listener do our work for us again. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, promised and we them gave a prize them. package of Slamfire logo branded products. Yeah. And we presented them with the expired logo we no longer use. I think that was yeah. the best Slamfire move we've ever pulled. It's very Slamfire y. Yeah. We just <laughs> lost four Patreonies. Probably five. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, that's, that's it for me. Uh, Kelly, what about right. you? I didn't go shooting. I was in Michigan last weekend with uh, Stacy. It's called so. what you did this weekend, guns, not what you I didn't know. do. I know, but I'm just explaining. I was in Michigan. All but right. That's cool. What, yeah. I, what I did do is we, every month we have an IIT meeting for Project Maple Seed. So we had that yesterday. We've got some cool things that are coming out with that. We're going to reintroduce our challenges. Oh, nice. Challenges. So there's also going to be sponsor prizes that people can win. Just letting you know. So that's going to be reintroduced in November, and I'm expecting all of you to shoot it, by the way. Also, I got asked today. Today, you know, United Way happens. So we had a barbecue today, and as I was getting my burger in the two-degree weather, I was asked to – well, I had a lady that went to the Napanee gun range, and she was there for the last Ladies' Day event, and she's a really nice lady. She's 65-ish years old. Really, really nice. So she's, yeah, Trevor's age. She's a really, really nice lady. And when Jordan was talking about the whole AR 15, I had her at the AR 15 station. She was terrified of the AR 15. Remember that you're speaking of the future. Oh, yeah. Anyways, you'll find out more about this soon. So the AR 15 station, she was terrified of it and she got to shoot it. And she, I walked her through it familiarized her with the AR-15 and she was super happy with uh, her results. She said, this isn't scary at all. And I said, yeah, I remember the AR-15s they're talking about and how scary they are. And they really would like to ban them and, and that. And she goes, well, yeah. And I said, well, that's what you just shot. She goes, well, that's not terrifying. That's actually kind of fun. I said, that's why we're getting you to the range. So she didn't get post-traumatic stress syndrome by shooting it? No, she's a 65-year-old lady too, eh? That, yeah, I'm not sure that's the demographic we're going for. <laughs> Doesn't no. matter. We'll take it. Wait I want the 16, 17-year-old, you know, okay. soon-to-be voter, not soon-to-be dead. Uh, but it's another lady to say, you know what, this isn't that bad. That's right. right. That's important to have those, Kelly. Winning winning. Whether you so, win by an inch or you win by a 65-year-old. That is correct. What she did is she was serving my, serving me my burger today, and she said, hey, Kelly, I have a question for you. And I said, yes. And she goes, remember when we went to the range? And I said, yes. And she said. Why would you speak to her like that? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why, yes. She I said. Do. The range, would they have something that they could do for the United Way, like offer up a range day or something like that? And I is said, it wheelchair accessible? Of course it is. Did you say yes? yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, I've done it before, and I offered it up as a United Way prize. So I'm going to offer it up for my new institution that I'm working at. I will give awesome. you a range day that you can auction off. The last ones that I've auctioned off were two hundred dollars a piece. They—that's what they sold for. So, and I sold three of them. So, that was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. 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 
This afternoon, I also got an email from the Napanee Gun Range, and they told me to come in on November 25th because I'm officially going to be a member there. I was on the wait list, and now I'm going to be a member. That's everything that I've done this week in, in guns. You should awesome. be able to get in as a celebrity member. Uh, I'm there often enough. I do all the range days with the ladies. Don't they there. know who you are? Yeah. yeah <laughs> did you, did they, you try that? <laughs> they do know who I am, and I don't think that's a bonus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you charge you more. Yeah. That's yeah. why when people are like, do you know Kelly? I'm like, no. <laughs> Kelly who? <laughs> Kelly who, yeah. Yeah, I'm the Kelly classroom. who. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all everything right. that I did. Cool. Upcoming events. Um, is there anything specific in 3Gun coming up? No. Go to 3Gun.ca right. and check it out. 3Gun.ca. Um, Kelly, it looks like there's an upcoming Maple Seed on October 20th. Yep. So there's one this weekend. We still have three spots available. Go to MapleSeedRifleman.com if you want to come. Where is cool. it? Oh, it's in Woodview, Ontario. There so you that's the GTA Peterborough area. So go. Cool. And the prices are the same as they always are. Three yep. spots left. And you get lunch in yeah, you get Woodview. Lunch. We'll do it. Yep, Woodview. It overlooks a lake. It's beautiful. It is. Beautiful. I keep yeah. calling it Lakeview. Right. So, <laughs> in the news, get your gun mailed while you can. And I didn't mail Mrs. Hillbilly's C-Said because I was busy all week. And now... Oh, you're in trouble now. I am. I am. They're going to do rolling, so just it. put it in the mail and... Don't worry about it. It'll get there. It'll, don't get, worry the about it. gets there. It'll yeah. get there. Or one of them will take it as a souvenir or whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, better, I better talk to them and figure out arrangements, see what they want me to do. So, um, all right. In other news, new gun stuff. Um, Adriel, did you put in the uh, these two items? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Remington announced their V3 TAC 13, which is a 13-inch barreled semi-auto. I think it's their Versamax. It certainly is. <laughs> it's a and it, it it doesn't have a small capacity. It holds five five rounds and it's yeah. a semi-auto and it's thirteen inch birds. How head is this not an head. NFA gun? It's, it's a, any other weapon. Yeah, oh. because it, NFA guns have to have rifling, Matthew. Ah, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, count. gotcha. Yeah, and it, it's not a shotgun one. because it's not a shotgun because it has no no shoulder stock. Right. Ah, I like the way they get rid of these things. It's weird that gun laws aren't effective. (laughs) It's almost like the gun makers are smarter than the lawmakers. Weird. Certainly more creative. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a Versamax. The trigger group is certainly not Versamax because the safety is in the wrong location. But uh, also the receiver looks a little shorter than the Versamax. It might be their, uh, what do they call it? Not three and a half inch. 1100, 870 thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it definitely looks Versamax. So what this is is a uh, semi-automatic 12-gauge shotgun with not a pistol grip because it's semi-auto. They have to leave room for the recoil rod and spring. So how would you describe that grip if not pistol? It's a bird's head. uh, Bird's head? Yes. Yeah, the shockwave raptor bird's head. No, the bird, bird, bird's head is, is the common name for it. Like if, if you're to do an obrez where if you uh, yeah. chop down a Mosin, uh, you would end up with a bird's head grip on it as well. Also a horrible it's, idea. Chopping down yes. Oh, yeah. Also, also oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's terrible, but it's it's cool. Yeah. Like I yeah. fired shotguns with one hand plenty of time. Yeah. And then one day Muffin said, here, tough guy, 
shoot this one handed. And of course he didn't tell me there was a three and a half inch Magnum shell in the gun. Right. So the gun just completely blew itself out of my hand. Well, only one yeah. round. So it's just paperweight blew, blew behind me. Uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, skin the heck out of my knuckles. It was uh good for a laugh for everyone, but me. <laughs> so this thing. <laughs> was laugh, really? Yeah, really. This would be a treat to shoot. Let's nope. go shoot a, shoot around a trap with that. <laughs> Goodness. From the oh, hip. From the yeah. hip. Yeah. So, Adriel, do we know if this is coming to Canada? Uh, of course, it is. What else um, will we be talking about? I don't know. Okay. No. So, there's a new gun out there you may or may not be able to have. Yes. It could come to Canada because we have, we have American. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Its overall length has to be more than 26 inches, is it? Um, It would still be restricted because the barrel is not. So, it wouldn't have oh, to be. Oh, because it's semi auto. Right. Yeah. So, it could, be sem- it could be restricted, but I don't know if it would necessarily be prohibited depending on the overall length. Yeah, exactly. If it's 26 and a half or longer, we would have it for a restricted class. Yeah, yeah. so no. Just just say no. It's probably not going to happen. We're going to bring it in for a restricted. No one but would buy it. Cool. Well, that's not yeah. true. It is cool, though. Buy it, but, yeah. It's cool in a I don't want one sort of way. Yes. It's cool for you to own, and uh, and I might shoot it once, but then I'm good. Yeah. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we can get a folding stock for the, or we will be getting, what's the story in this? Folding stock for the W180K, and how is this going to work? It's prototype. They just released this two days ago. Uh, I like how it cleans up the lines on the back of the gun. Show me yours again, Adriel. I forget uh, what they look like. Well, it's a buffer tube and that big square chunk in the back under the buffer well, tube. Yeah. yeah, it's got this big chunky bit on the back yeah. here. Whereas yeah, on I that like one, the new one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. It really does clean it up. It but does clean it up. how does it work? Well, they have uh, well there's no buffer. There's no buffer. There is no buffer. There is no buffer. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, this is, yeah there's no buffer. Yeah, there's no it's spray. not an Air 15. It's a That's silly. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So tell me again how it's not an Air 15. Well, you see, Trevor, we <laughs> want to the next part of the show. <laughs> well, it's, then this needs to happen because you're absolutely right, Adriel. It completely changes the look of the firearm and it's not so. It's, it's the back of the receiver, it just ruins yes. it for me. Yeah, and I like that it actually it drops down nicely, which means yep. you could put some lower profile sights on that if you wanted to run open sights or even a lower mounted scope. I and Matthew, the comb is adjustable. Movable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like in the folded configuration, the comb is all the way down. When it's extended yeah. open, the comb is up. And you got some QD yeah. mounts on here. This mm. is a thing that has to happen. Yeah, I would like this. Yeah. 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 All right. All yes, all around. Yeah. Kelly. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's Kelly. We're all saying yeah, and she says, "All right, all right." I'm reading the comments. Get ready. She's saying every, yes. Every crew has a window liquor in our. Yes. Room. Oh yes. Okay. All right. Time for the main topic. Welcome, buddy. How's it going? Good. Thanks. So, um, a good-looking group. <laughs> You're a good-looking group. <laughs> Something wrong with his camera there. Um, so, Jordan, I'll introduce you to my co-hosts here. Um, one of them is a listener of your content. The other two don't have a clue about anything you do, what you are, where you're from. You're right? You just stop with no clue about anything because that's where I'm at. That's actually <laughs> pretty good. So, ladies first, of course. So, Kelly so Wheaton. That would be Adriel. Kelly's eight. Matthew is the one who cannot literally stop himself stop from it. interrupting. We're pretty <laughs> sure he's diagnosed autistic, but ADD, HD, ADD. Yeah, you put the D yeah. in ADD. Loves so, to paint. Ke- Kelly, 
Hi, Jordan. I do listen to your podcast. I love it, by the way. Thank you Thank for you, producing Kelly. it. Thank you. Thank nice you. to meet you. Yes, you yes. As you can see, Kelly's the classy one. Good. All right. Next is Matthew McClatchy. He's a fellow New Brunswicker. I, I have also been subject to your podcast in Trevor's truck when he won't let me pick which radio station to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, buddy. And uh, Adriel Michaud, uh, although has a French name, is very English and is from Edmonton, Alberta. Hey, Adriel. How's it going? I'm doing good, but I got the same kind of problem. My last name is Bonaparte. And I work for a French company and constantly people will come up to me and introduce themselves in French and I have to be like, I'm painfully English. <laughs> I don't know if you get that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm related to the guy who used to keep his hand in his coat. But uh, no, can't speak his language. No, so. definitely not. So, Jordan, was, uh, here, yeah, go ahead. I just want to know how marijuana legislation is going in uh, in your corners of the the country. Most it, excellent. In, the girl guides are selling their cookies this time of year. Let's just yeah. say they're all <laughs> smart. Girl guides are stationed outside of any of the. I don't understand Ontario. In Ontario, you you have to buy it online, but you can smoke it in public. In New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, you can buy it in public, but you can't smoke in public. Interesting. In New Brunswick, is it being in New Brunswick? Is it sold through your liquor store? Yeah, they've got their own kind of branch, but it is commies sold by NB Liquor. Wow. State-controlled enterprise. What about you? Know what? The reserve across the river is fighting the federal government for their right to sell it in their stores. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. The reserve down the road has about 30 of them that just popped up. So it depends uh, on the province. That's all it is. It should not depend on the province because First Nations are it's federal, federal legislation. And right. so it's federal legislation and, and yeah. the province has no authority over their land in the yeah, province. We, I wonder what other sport yeah. has uh, prevent, uh, provinces interfering with federal legislation. Hmm. Yeah. Familiar. So there's a federal law that is being administered differently in every province by the provinces, even though it's a federal law. Is that what you're saying, Matthew? I don't understand how that could even be possible. Jordan, that's why you're here. Yeah, there are no other examples. <laughs> so Jordan, tongue planted firmly in cheek, the Firearms Act is like that. It's a federal law but is given to the provinces to administer it however they see fit. And of course, there's constant um, inconsistencies with how that act is enforced from one province to the next. Much like this marijuana thing, what you can do in Ontario may get you a lot of trouble in Manitoba or Quebec. Interesting. And because you're from Ontario, you assume that your way is the only way and everyone else copies what you do. <laughs> well, Ontario is the center of the universe, is it not? They're the most ethnocentric people in the country. Oh, I see. That's a big word. You know what it means. <laughs> Condescending. <laughs> that means I talk down to people, Matthew. I do not. So, um, quiet, Kelly, the adults are talking. So, Jordan, here's what I was thinking. Um, you would uh, introduce yourself and um, your show when, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's cross-promotion time here. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. And tell them all about the nighttime podcast and what, how it's grown and changed, and um, where they can find you. And then we'll start you interviewing us as a non non gun owner, asking us, you know, things you always wanted to know but were afraid yeah. to ask. Twenty questions. Well, I'm Jordan Bonaparte from Nova Scotia. I host the Nighttime Podcast, which is a podcast in which I do kind of documentary style. Canadian-based stories that uh, generally fall into 
crime, mysteries, paranormal stories, strange stories, just unique kind of things. So generally I do two episodes a month where I'll cover, I, I don't know, it could be anything, whatever story catches my eye. One month or one episode will be about a UFO event. The next one will be about a crime, a missing person. So that's kind of what I do. It's uh, It started as a small podcast in my basement, and now it's still a small podcast in my basement. <laughs> except, uh, fortunately, I have uh, – um, starting this weekend, it's going to be – I got uh, – being syndicated nationally on Global. So it's going to be a oh. radio show as of this – starting wow. Saturday. That is impressive. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. They, I, I don't know for sure, but Global says that it's the first time an independent podcaster's ever got national syndication. So it's kind of cool. That yeah. is very cool. It's yeah, every so, podcast. It's every don't don't downplay it. It's every podcaster's dream, really. Well, it's been, yeah. it's been a pain in the ass. So <laughs> well, it would be. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah but but it's but, uh, the way I see it is it's about um, unlike the kind of the way your show's set up, where it's a, a group of people having a conversation about a topic. I'm often inviting, say, parents of missing persons or victims of crimes onto my show and stuff. And the kind of the problem I have is about credibility and legitimacy. If I'm emailing somebody or calling them on the phone and they don't know what a podcast is and I try to get them to talk to me about, you know, the darkest day of their lives, it's uh, it can be an uphill battle sometime. But now when I reach out, I can say I'm a, I host a radio show on global that's a lot it's going to make things a lot easier and really that was the main reason i even did it like i'm not making money or anything for me it's just going to be about it's going to be easier for me to get higher profile guests yeah it's definitely going to open uh, a lot of doors um could you maybe touch upon some of your more favorite um episodes or stories that you've covered i mean you know i mean so for the listeners the re reason why jordan and i are, are connected is um, I discovered his show because of my love of Oak Island. Some of the listeners know that I am an acorn. I'm a huge Oak Island fanatic. And, what's, um, what's Oak Island? I will kill you. <laughs> I, oh, <yeah. laughs> they, they call you acorns? That's that's the, the, that's the name funny. for the fans. Yeah, yeah it's, huh. it's, it's a type of nut you find on Oak Island. An it acorn. is a nut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wait, yes. What, acorns come from oaks? Yes, yeah, and deer <laughs> love to eat them, and we eat deer. So, anyway, um, I discovered Jordan's show because on a Facebook page he posted a, a link to one of his episodes dealing with Oak Island, and then I went back and listened to some other stuff, and then Jordan kept covering topics that interested me or I had personal experience with, and then he started to like do a case. No, no, that was different. That was, there was a thing there too, but that was much, much later on. Uh -huh. um, ended up covering a case about a missing girl in Victoria, British Columbia, uh, Emma Filipoff. And um, I ended up going and, and retracing her steps, her last steps and taking pictures and sharing them with the podcast audience and stuff like that. And he did just another story about a place I had been to. And then most more recently, I don't know if I talked about this on our show yet, but I did. Um, would you even call it voice acting, Jordan? What would you... Yeah, let's go with voice acting. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we'll so, call it, but it was yeah. Trevor reading a script, which we know how that went. No, oh. you, you got great reviews. My wife said you stole the show. Ah, see, me. is his wife also your wife or your mom? <laughs> no, no. Okay. His wife is also, well, I don't know if I'll say, can I say what your wife does for a living? Sure. Yeah, his wife's also an educator, so. Yeah. Okay. 
So but, she's uh, used to telling people who aren't quite as bright as the rest of the class. Uh, you're doing great. Oh God. Well, I'm glad you liked it, uh, Jordan. So, yeah. So anyway, um, so Jordan, what were some of your favorite stories that you covered and guests that you had on? Yeah. Well, you mentioned Emma Filipov's case. That's she's, um, then 24 year old girl who went missing from Victoria, BC in 2012 that one, I ended up kind of, I started by just doing one episode covering kind of the basics of her disappearance. And I had her mom as the guest and then kind of became friends with her mom and through her mom met a lot of Emma's friends uh, and people who were close to her leading up to her disappearance. So I, I did maybe at this point, eight or nine episodes where I kind of interviewed Emma's family and a lot of her closest friends. And that's hands down the episode that, or the series that I'm, um, uh, proudest of, I guess, just because I felt like I really, through my episodes, you got to know the story, but more than that, you got to really meet the missing person. And hopefully through that became, uh, you know, I'm sure I gained, or hopefully I gained a lot of advocates for Emma's family through those episodes. Also the, the three part series on the Sydney river McDonald's murders, which was a robbery oh, gone wrong in, in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia were uh, an employee of a McDonald's and two of his thug friends went in just as it was closing and with the plan of robbing the place. Instead, they just basically killed everybody and left with about $1,000. So that was one where that's a kind of a story from my hometown. So it's kind of like Cape, if you're from Sydney and Cape Breton, that's kind of like our 9-11, so to speak. Like that's the event that everybody remembers where they were and remembers every moment of. Um, I, I don't know. I really like all the episodes are kind of like, I feel like they're all like my babies. Cause for like a two or three week period, I've obsessed about every one. But anyway, I, I guess the ones that I'm proudest of are the ones where I feel like I maybe helped someone a bit. So Emma Filipoff's the disappearance of Michaela Bali, who's a, a 15 or I can't remember exactly how old she is, but a young woman from, um, from Saskatchewan. That was oh, one. This is the nature boy story. <laughs> oh no, no, that was Kayla Reed in Newfoundland. Oh, oh different. That, Kayla. That, yeah. Kayla Reed was one where I, uh, she was a missing person who ended up becoming found with a cult in Costa Rica. And she ended up getting sent back to Newfoundland and put into a hospital uh, hospital. But I ended up interviewing her and she liked me enough to get me in touch with the cult leader. She ran away to join. So that was one that, not a lot of a lot of my listeners weren't crazy about that, but I thought the whole thing was really fun. But um, yeah, anyway, I, I have a lot of them. If somebody just goes through my collection of ep of nighttime podcast episodes, you may find like a little story from your hometown, and that's probably where you should start. Nice. Um, okay, awesome. Why don't we move into the interview then, Jordan? Um, yeah. You prepared some some questions. I did, and I'll tell you my first of all to be blunt about it i know absolutely nothing about guns i've never touched one i've never shot one there was one in my house as a kid because my dad was a hunter but i don't even know where he kept it or anything like i know absolutely nothing about them and i of course i appreciate and respect people's rights to have a gun and i get that people are into it and in fact trevor you kind of changed my opinion on it because i you're probably the first person i know that is like into like gun advocacy and, and such. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm a, I'm a complete layman when it comes to it. Um, in, in my mind, like without knowing kind of what you all feel and, and you know, and what motivates you all, I would like to think that they're 
or uh, my opinion would just be that there shouldn't be any guns anywhere in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's not hiding the fact that my view is completely ignorant. So the first question I'd want to ask is why, why should people have the right to have a gun and how do you balance people having a gun versus the need to protect the people who get shot by, you know, the gun getting in the wrong hands. Like how does, how do you balance all this stuff? Okay. Any, who wants to take that one? Well, I could take a little bit off the start. Um, and the CCFR put, put out a, a chart today. That was, uh, that was today, yesterday. yesterday. It was really interesting. Uh, it was the uh, uh, murders per hundred thousand uh, population for uh, gang members, members of the just general Canadian population. And then, uh, uh, legal firearms owners and uh, uh, for the gang members, it was 500, yeah, 500, 500, 500, five and 600, yeah. five, five, five to 600 per hundred thousand. So, if you're a gang member, your your chance of killing someone is uh, is very high, chance of being a murderer. Uh, for a uh, regular member of the public, it was 1.7, something like that, something yeah, like it was that, between one and two. And 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 for gun owners, it was uh, 0.3, I believe, yeah, um, so um. Part of uh, part of what's interesting there is uh, owning the tool is negatively correlated with actually using it to murder someone. We we should say legally owning the legally tool. yes legally yes, legally owning the tool is negatively correlated with actually yeah. using it for nefarious purposes. If if you have gone through the trouble of becoming a licensed gun owner, you are next to impossible to be. A person who is someone who's going to go use them to, to hurt somebody to like, murder someone yeah yeah so i mean the um i like that's that's a uh a cold-hearted way of looking at it just like a stats only kind of a thing mm-hmm. when you look yeah. at the stats it's like oh i guess uh, like b- between the 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 five of us that are on the uh podcast today uh you're the highest likelihood of uh of being a murderer <laughs> and, and jordan let me explain where he's coming from with that so some of the things like like you said you don't you're completely ignorant when it comes to gun culture and gun laws and what is actually required of us as firearms owners is that fair to say absolutely okay so guns are illegal in canada you if you jordan had a gun in your possession right now you would be subject to a three-year term in prison because as of 1995, it became an offense to be in the possession of a firearm in this country. Unless... So guns are already illegal. Guns are already illegal. Guns are already banned. The only yep. way you can be in possession of a gun is if you took a safety course, passed the safety course, had an two extensive... Tests. Two tests. Two tests. Had, a, had, background, had a background check done. Had your spouse sign off on your application. Sent it away. Waited... Uh, anywhere between 30 and 90 days for it to come back. And then you would become a licensed firearm owner where you, where you would be allowed to own and possess firearms. Along with that comes a daily criminal background check. So if tonight I do something and I'm picked up and they don't bother to find out if I'm a firearms owner, by morning they'll know because mm-hmm. someone will say, hey, this guy you arrested last night, um, we, run, we run all Canadian firearms owners' names every day to see if they commit crime. And if they do, then we need to determine whether or not their firearms need to be removed because of that crime. Hmm. So since you didn't get a background check today, for all we know, you're a criminal. (laughs) We actually do go through quite a bit. And and your your question back to the beginning, what you know, why 
why should we be able to have the right to have guns in Canada? Well, first of all, we don't. We don't have the right. We have the privilege. Um, and the reason why I think it's important that guns are in the hands of everyday normal people, um, it. I guess there's there's many reasons of or for for having that, and many reasons why it's a positive thing. But one of the biggest reasons, in, in my opinion, anyway, is it really teaches respect. It really teaches you. Um, not only respect to the law, it teaches you how to be responsible. It teaches you that you can't just go out and do things willy-nilly and, and not be worried about the consequences. As a firearms owner, I, I really can't do anything where I'm going to get in trouble with the law because they will just simply come and take my legally owned possessions away from me with no compensation. They, they, it's not like, well, we're going to take your guns, we're going to give you your, what they're worth. They don't do that. It's like when you get caught speeding in Ontario more than 100 over, whatever it is, they just take your car away from you because you're obviously not responsible enough to own it. So just being a firearms owner and a legal one at that, I think it makes the average person that much better of a citizen because they realize what's on the line, what the stakes are. And it just, it, it just makes you... You keep your nose clean. <laughs> you really do. You really. Yeah. There are times when you may find yourself in a situation where you just want to throw down and go fisticuffs with somebody. You just have to back down and say, you know what? It's not worth it. And not only is it not worth it because really we shouldn't be punching each other in the face. Not only that, if I do, they'll come take my gun away. I don't want them to do that. So, and then Jordan, you had a question about the balance between my right, which we explained is not a right, it's a privilege to have access to firearms uh, versus public safety. So when some of the laws changed in 1995, we were also given a set of um, safe storage laws. If an RCMP officer should happen to be on a farm because someone stole some gas from a farmer and they're going through the barn and they see a single shot 22 um, caliber bolt action rifle leaning up in the corner of the barn that without any ammunition present that he keeps in there for shooting rats, he's also subject to three years in jail because that would be what's called unsafe storage. So our firearms have to be kept secured at all times, unless we are actively holding them. Like um, in podcasting with them or something. Right, right. right. So while podcasting, I'm practicing <laughs> my dry fire techniques because I have a match this weekend. Um, I, I'm also, I could be cleaning a gun. Yeah. Well, showing you the gun. Trevor, you're literally in your safe right now, so you're okay. Yeah, I'm actually in my safe, not my safe space, my safe. I don't need a safe space because I have all these guns. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so depending, Jordan, on the classification of firearm, and that may be something that we discuss so or not. Yeah. Um, depending on the classification of the firearm, each classification has a different scrutiny of. Um, safe storage requirements so it's probably getting a little bit too complex for just sort of some basic right. but just so you know it. jordan and how to keep them out of public uh you know first of all if you come into my home and steal my property uh that's a you problem not a me problem so yeah my gun may end up on the street but you shouldn't have been into my home in the first place uh you could also take the keys to my van and run over somebody on the way out of here too but the yeah. guns if somebody does steal the guns the guns are, are supposed to either be trigger locked locked in a cabinet or locked in a safe so it is it is the law they have to be kept secured yeah. they do yeah. no next thing i want to ask you guys even just seeing you hold up handguns i, I didn't in even fairness know matthews is an air pistol mine mine's actually a pellet pistol <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not right. a real gun you're the, you're the badass of the group 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you what do you have guns for? Like I I would think most people have them either for like home protection kind of thing or You're not hunting. even allowed to have them for home protection in Canada. No. no. If you huh. state on your application because they ask you why do you want to own firearms, there are only two acceptable, um, acceptable answers. One of them is target shooting, and one of them is collecting. Oh, that's, for, that's for restricted firearms. But yes, it's it's uh, collecting or target shooting. That's the only reason you can own a hand. Uh, um, restricted firearm. A restricted firearm. And then otherwise, uh, non-restricted. And again, these are probably terms that you don't get. And it's, it's not a big deal. They're not important. Some guns are scarier than others, and so they're they're more restricted. Um, but, but hunting, really, is is really the only reason that hunting, target shooting, and collecting are really the only reasons why you can own guns in Canada. Yeah, so um, this gun right here, Jordan, this is a 9 millimeter pistol, semi-automatic, magazine-fed, and I own it specifically for shooting a specific competition a style of um competition it's a so it's they a hand call that target practice is what the cfo yeah, calls that fall under target, target practice and the sport that i shoot with this gun is a recognized sport in 84 countries around the world so it's not just some rednecks plinking back in the woods it has to be done at a certified certified by the government approved gun range under strict rules and range officers um training is required so why do i own a handgun i own a handgun because um i like to compete with them i'm a competition shooter not everyone who owns a handgun is into competition but they still are able to own them and take them to a gun range only to target practice that's the thing about the classification of restricted firearms which all handguns fall under it literally means they're restricted to a gun range you can go mm -hmm. from your home in the most reasonably direct route possible to the gun range and back and that's it yeah. we're not allowed to take our handguns anywhere else i mean the uh so. the pistol that uh, trevor showed you is is somewhat similar to this one this is these are competition handguns so they're they're designed for competition they're actually like this would be trash if you were like a cop or something like that to to carry this around it's three pounds it's super heavy everyone carries uh, uh lighter weight stuff that's uh, that's better but this is great for competition because it's got uh, uh great sights on it the trigger's fantastic and it's super heavy is actually a good thing in competition because um it lets you absorb more recoil so um yeah they, uh, some guys will say like oh all guns are designed to kill it's like no nah, this thing this is a, a pretty poor implement compared to a lot of other pistols out there but it's great for competition though fantastic for matches are and you all are you all uh, into oh my gosh that's a cool one we'll are you back. all into the to the um the competition shooting like the i see trevor doing it on instagram bah, 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 i'm running around yeah, yeah, we, yeah we all are yeah, yeah. In, in like, but we all do something a little different form. too yeah. yeah like adriel's competition his main focus of competition is what we call three gun so where you see me running around with just a handgun adriel runs around every weekend with a handgun a rifle and a shotgun and he he shoots the same kind of competition i do but he incorporates those three firearms oh wow. matthew matthew's primary focus in competition is the exact same as mine plus matthew is a big outdoors guy likes to go hunting kelly kelly's an instructor for a project it's called project maple seed and what it it's is it's a marksmanship project really yeah it, yeah it teaches people how to shoot primarily in the same style that was taught to riflemen in world war ii they teach how to shoot prone kneeling standing the use of a sling control your breathing natural point of aim it's really a, an amazing program to teach people how to be a marksman so mm -hmm. that and, and, and she's you, also and, Sorry, go ahead. She's also very involved in advocacy and is the vice president of women's programs through the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. 
So we all do something. Um, Matthew and I are pretty much the same. Adriel's big three gun. Kelly does some handgun stuff, but her 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 main jam is is the uh, Project Maple Seed. Yeah. So, so you all take guns uh, and firearms. I guess firearms is the right term. You all take firearms more as like the instrument of a sport, it seems, rather than like I was kind of expecting you to be more talking about hunting and you have the right to own guns and all this, but you all seem to be more into it as a sport. And this is like your instrument. Is that well, fair that's like, correct? I think yeah. three of us hunt, like Trevor, yeah. Matthew, and I all hunt. And that's how I started is is, is hunting. But right. Yeah, me too. Hunt. And, and like hunting, like I go, you, you go hunting deer, you shoot one deer and then you, you spend the rest of the time, like, uh, prepping the meat and all that kind of stuff, uh, with competition. I could, I can do that. I can do competition multiple times a month and, uh, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's like uh shooting gallery kind of stuff. Right. So, uh, yeah, well, that, it's, it's like, it's like the difference between driving to the grocery store and hopping in an indie car. I mean, you, yeah. you hop in your car to go to the grocery store and you get your food and you come home and whoop de do I got to drive my car. Well, if you really like cars and you like the way they work, you like the way they look, you like all of the intricacies of them, well, you don't want to just drive your minivan to the grocery right, you store. Become a gear you want to hop in a go-kart or something and zip around a track and have a whole bunch of fun. Kind of the same idea. The guns yeah. that we take to the range and, and run around and, and shoot all these cool targets with, it's because we like the guns. The guns are cool. They're neat. I mean, if you sit down and look at how a gun works, the intricacies of it, the amount of engineering and thought process that went into making one and making one work. I mean, you're talking about taking a little bit of explosive, blowing it up inside of something that's centimeters from your hand, delivering your projectile downrange at thousands of feet per second with accuracy that's unheard of back a hundred years ago. <laughs> like there is so much science involved. Like it's just, it's just really, really cool. Sorry, I'm nerding out here a little bit. Anyway, yeah. That's what it's kind of like. It's like you're yeah. It's, it's and, just really, it's fun. It really is. And Jordan, it was a journey for all of us. None yeah. of us started off. We all have very different stories to tell on how we got to where we are today. Or yeah, hunting seems to, I heard, I heard hunting a few. Matthew, well, Adriel and I were raised in um, pro-gun households, but my father is what we would describe a FUD. He, he would. Guns are know. just for hunting and that's it. That's it, right? And yeah. you don't really need a semi-automatic. You don't need, even though he had a handgun, you wouldn't need a handgun bigger than the one that he had, right? Mm -hmm. um, Matthew was raised in an anti-gun home. There, he wasn't even allowed to have toy guns growing up. I wasn't allowed to do this. No finger guns <laughs> in my house. I'd get in trouble. No guns. Bad. Kelly is the newest, um, I mean, military brat. So obviously the guns were somewhat part of her life, but she uh she went to the range with her boyfriend a couple of years ago and now look at her it's just now she's an instructor for a brand new program to canada a founding member of that program and vp women's programs like she just jumped in deeper than any of us really in some ways hmm. still can't I, shoot but i mean that's not what we're whatever. talking about <laughs> yeah i think i come more trevor like or i'm not sure who you said but the fud like my dad was the the type where it's like we had or not was still is the type where it's like he has a gun but it was it's only for like hunting deer then he had a shotgun for like partridge or something mm -hmm. but it was like i just in but in my house like my son who's six he wouldn't even really know what a gun is he calls them pures and he thinks of them more as like lasers or something <laughs> yeah. but like, we yeah. don't even talk about it but yeah. in my mind it's like i don't really think like i i the hunting that aspect of it I totally get. And that's, that's cool. I never thought of 
what you all are doing with the sport. Like I, I'm, I like the idea of that, and I don't see any problem with that. But in this, and I'm sure I'm going to show my ignorance with this. But what about the whole like assault rifle thing? I know that's a hot topic. Perfect. But okay, I just, so what's I know this? I'm gonna, there's probably listener. Yeah, like that to me. That's crazy that you have that. Be careful. Right. What, but God's what's sake. different so, about that than than, than the this gun is going to show you? So what's what's the difference between that gun and uh, hold on this gun? Let's see. You know what? They both terrify me. Like the one, the, sh <laughs> the shotgun one. Like you don't want to know my honest opinion. Yep. When I see a shotgun, yep. I think of like a seventeen-year-old running through a school shooting. That's okay. that's okay. how my head works. Right. But I but get it's that a hunting gun. It's for hunting geese. That's what it's yeah. for. And, and it's probably a lot like what my dad would use to hunt partridge. I just like I just maybe I read the wrong stuff to be like comfortable around guns well if you read yeah. the news that's where you're going wrong to begin so with. jordan yeah <laughs> so jordan this is more what you're accustomed to right it's got a, a wood stock a regular looking is that that's season. a shotgun right that's a pump action shotgun that's right okay mm -hmm. so um this shotgun and of course non-restricted non-restricted means for hunting typically right so this shotgun right here Although it's all black, it's sold. It's still just a shotgun. It's sold mm -hmm. as a duck gun, goose gun. I've done a couple of things to it to make it a bit easier to use for competition. Also mm -hmm. non-restricted, right? It's a twelve. It's a twelve gauge semi-automatic shotgun. This thing right here. Semi-automatic, of course, means one shot per trigger pull. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's full automatic, which we hold the trigger down and it just continuously shoots. It's just one shot per trigger pull. So, sorry to interrupt, but so semi-automatic is you, you you can keep pulling the trigger and it'll just keep shooting. Right. Until you run out of ammo, yeah. And, and you, people think, oh my goodness, it's so fast and crazy, but you can do the same thing with a pump action. It's it's not about how fast you can shoot your yeah. gun. It but really what would isn't. be like the step down from that? Because I thought all guns, you would just have to go bang, bang, no. bang. So there's actions, okay? So for example, this shotgun right here, this part of the gun right here, mm -hmm. this this is called the magazine tube, and the shotgun shells go in that magazine tube. That semi-automatic shotgun that I showed you has a magazine tube as well. That's where the shells go in. So to fire this gun, you chamber around like that. When I pull the trigger, now nothing happens. Now it's manual. I have to do things to get the empty cartridge out I have to open the action again. That mm -hmm. removes the spent casing. When I close the action, this lifter has pushed a fresh shell from the magazine tube into the um, receiver. And I close the pump. It chambers around. I press the trigger. Gun goes bang. Now I've got to empty the action again. So, so oh, he, I got you. He, he has to do something right. in between every time he shoots. And so that is actually the majority of firearms in Canada is you have to do something between each shot. Whether you're 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 moving the bolt on a bolt action rifle, whether you're actually opening the rifle up like Trevor's doing here, you actually this one, crack, Jordan, it, is crack it right open and you a single shot. shot it holds time. one bullet at a time. So it. I put a bullet in, I pull a I actually pull a bullet in, and this one I have to cock the hammer. This gun's from the fifties, remember? Jeez. Pull the trigger, it fires, open it up again, pull out the empty, put in another one. That's called a single shot, okay? Okay, yeah, th yeah. That, I'm comfortable with that style. All right. <laughs> so, semi-automatic or self-loading firearms, you pull the trigger, you get a shot. You pull the trigger, you get a shot. And the gases from the gun operate the action for you. You don't have to manually manipulate everything. So we've got 
break actions, pump actions, bolt actions. Those are your common hunting types. The semi-automatic types, as I said, the gases from the firearm operate the mechanism. So this would be the mechanism right here, this red handle. Mm -hmm. Every time I fire, it does this for me. Now, like, keep, me. keep in mind that like, hunters are starting to use more and more semi-automatics. And uh, the reason for that is it, it absorbs more recoil from the firearm. That's more convenient. That's, I mean, it's it's not the it's not the eighteen hundreds anymore. We've had semi-automatics since. Yeah, uh, we don't drive now. standards anymore, so, right? We put automatics in our cars. Right. Kind of yeah. the same idea. It's just a different technology. We back have vacuums that drive around our own living rooms. We don't even have to push the vacuums, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, exactly. go ahead, Trevor. Exactly. No, and that's a good analogy. So back to this thing, Jordan. This is this is also this is my Typhoon Defense for the listeners who are who are listening and don't know what I'm holding up. This is a um, semi-automatic magazine fed. So the cartridges actually fit in a magazine. Okay. And then the magazine goes in the gun and it feeds the bullets from the magazine. This is also non-restricted. So I can take this, uh, walk from my home, put it into my vehicle, drive to my hunting grounds in the woods and hunt grouse with this. So well, it would be partridge. Okay, it, it, uh, hunting gross. I picture Trevor hadn't showered in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and 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 you know, the the it, thing is, it looks scary. It looks well, like it has a bunch of weird attachments to it, and and it that is all that it is. It just that, looks scary. That it is one is sport. Sport. Jordan. If I yeah, take if I take a Honda Civic and I put a body kit on it, it's still a Honda Civic. Mm -hmm. So this gun with this pistol grip and this stock is still a Honda Civic. It's no more or any less powerful than any of the firearms I showed you. They all have the similar capacity. They all function very similarly and they all shoot a projectile. And in the hands of, of a bad person, they can do bad things. That's why we have licensing. That's why we have background checks, right? But at the end of the day, Jordan, it's just a gun. Mm -hmm. It serves the exact same function as those other firearms. But I like the body kit on my Honda Civic. I like mag rims. I like pinstripes. I like. Adrian, please tape. tell me you're going to mark this and, and use this as a as outtake somewhere because we need I Trevor like to say I this. Like, <laughs> I like customizing my firearms, and that and that's at the end of the day. Even though this looks scary, it functions the same and serves the same purpose as the other ones. That one looks it, cool. I, it's got a bunch of like colors on it. To, looks it's, cool. it's a race gun, right? Like it's supposed yep. to. It's it, that's that's like a NASCAR or uh, actually a, a, a tarted up Civic is uh, is is better. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is a tarted up Civics. This this yeah. is like this is less tarted up, oh, but wow. uh, uh, yeah, I mean we've got these here too. But so again, like, though, again, it looks scary. But it's just a gun, and it's just a semi-automatic gun. It looks so, like it's scary and dangerous, but it's no more dangerous than the one Trevor's holding or the ones that he showed you a few minutes ago. You see that big banana clip, Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. There's only five bullets in that. It's all posturing, that thing. It's all posturing. Well, it's, that's right. That's, it's, it's limited. So, it yeah. what, is, what is that that you're holding? Is that an AK-47? It's yeah, a Type 81. It's the the Chinese made a, a different rifle that's um, similar in looks, I guess, to the to the AK-47, yeah, but actually has a different uh, different operating characteristics to it. We're actually not allowed to have AK-47s in Canada. So it, tell it me how that makes sense, Jordan. He can have that, mm -hmm. which is basically a Chinese version of the AK, but he can't have an AK, and they shoot no. the same bullet 
with the same uh, magazine capacity. Yeah. Well, well, I guess like the way it works, it, it, it's not people like you all that we should, we the layman should be worried about. Like you're into the gun rights and the regulations and the rules and see it as a sport. Who are the people that we should be afraid of? Like, I'm sure the people who do crazy stuff aren't getting licensed and, you know, pimping their guns. Right. Well, well here's like what I challenge you to do is what I would challenge you to do is, is watch the news for any time that the police make a gun bust and they've taken guns off the street and look very closely at the types of guns they've taken off the street. Mm -hmm. They are old, they are beat up. They are often single shots or, or um, pump actions or bolt actions. They're often heavily modified. The barrels have been cut down illegally. They're, these are guns that have been stolen. Um, from law-abiding citizens and converted by not criminals, always. more not more always, often, more often smuggled, more yeah. often smuggled, smuggled from the U.S. But you'll find that they're not the, even the same guns that that law-abiding owners own. Sometimes they are, but very rarely. It's often yeah. old okay. hunting guns so, that they, people have modified. To answer your question, Jordan, you should be afraid of criminals. Yep. Yeah, because criminals are criminals because they don't obey any laws. So. Marijuana just went legal. Great. Okay. The liberal logic is this. We're going to get guns off the street by banning them. We're going to get drugs off the street by making them legal. That's liberal logic in a nutshell. We're going to, we're going to get we're one just... thing off the street by making it legal. We're getting another thing off the street by making it illegal. Like if bans worked, if making things illegal worked, no one would do heroin. Heroin's illegal, and yet there are a lot of junkies out there, aren't there? So banning a gun is only going to affect me, the law-abiding citizen. The guns are already banned for the criminals, and yet they still have them. Mm -hmm. You go to Australia, where guns were essentially banned. England, where guns were essentially banned. Shootings are still happening. It's right. almost as if criminals don't obey laws. <laughs> How often is, is a crime, a gun-related crime in Canada... Um, related to somebody who actually has the gun registered and is, you know, like a legally owns the we, gun. Like, does we, that we happen? We talked about that a few minutes ago at the beginning of, of the interview where we, we talked about how. Well, that point, was murder. Yeah, that was okay, murder. that was for murder. So it's point but, four or zero four percent. So what you're, we, we have to worry about is the people that, yeah, they're criminals. So they're getting it through either straw purchases, very minimal. So straw purchases mean somebody else is buying it for them. The other minimal thing is they're breaking into people's homes and stealing those, right? So law-abiding gun owners. Uh, the ones that really we have to worry about is coming across the borders, whether it's through importing smuggling. it. So they're smuggling it from the U.S. They're uh, getting it through uh, Vancouver, through the ports there. And the reason is because of the fact that uh, at the border, they are very, very minimally checking anything. So what I mean by that is, so, okay, it comes in, a uh, shipping container comes in from um, China, right? Comes into Vancouver. They're only going to be checking one of those shipping containers per thousand, right? So mm -hmm. chances are you can get stuff in. No problem. It's the same thing. Think, think of every car that's going over the border. Yeah. Like how many, how many trunks? I think are they Jordan's checking? question was how often are oh, guns, yeah. guns used in crime that were legally registered by a legal gun owner, like someone very like me, and snaps. Yeah, yeah, very so rarely. I think those statistics are out there, Jordan, but they're a statistical anomaly. Yeah. But mm, yes, it has happened, and it does happen it's that a legal gun owner does use their gun yeah. illegally. But it is, it's it's actually, like, it's not even tracked. That's how rare so it happens. Rare. Mm -hmm. so. so 
one of the things they do track is unsafe storage. So somebody who actually is a legal gun owner and uses it in something, uh, they get charged for unsafe storage. Mm. Yeah, that one does happen. Right. They'll yeah, throw right. that one. They'll throw that one out every time, anytime there's something involving a gun. So, um, okay, what's next, Jordan? Tell me about assault rifle, like the gun that you have. Well, both of the guns you held to yep. me are assault rifles. And when I, right. and I'll tell you what I think it means, and I know I'm wrong, but yep. it seems like so you have like a hunting gun or yep. like that one you show where you got to open it up and put the bullet in. Yep. To me, like an assault rifle is one that's made for like running through and just gunning people down. You guys so hold that thought, okay? So they're okay. like, all right, I'll hold that thought. Yeah. He's got yeah, well, originally, originally, you're right there. That is what they were originally used for. The the assault style rifle with mm -hmm. the pistol grip and the big magazine and the the funky sights. They were they were military. Well, that rifle. was a That's designation. A, a, a designated assault rifle is something that has a box mag and is. Right. Select fire. That's that's the uh, origin. You didn't of hold it. the thought, Adriel. He went there anyway. <laughs> yeah. you, are, okay. are you going well, to show to your assault area. rifles, Trevor? I want him to tell me which one the assault rifle is. So oh, uh, here you go, Jordan. Can you put that on my screen, Adriel? Yeah, I see it. All that right, to so. me is a is a hunting gun. I would call it. All that. right, very Woo! good. That's a hunting <laughs> success. Gun. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, what about this one? That to me looks like it, it looks like it's made to be like light, so you can run around and like see even like that that back part there that you would put like your in your shoulder or whatever. Yeah, like even stock, how it's, yeah. it's it the seems like it goes up. It seems like it's made even to be light, so that way you can right. you know rip around or so, it's made to be like taken off and hidden or something. The, okay, so those the are the characteristics. Rifle, yeah, those the characteristics for you of an assault rifle. Okay, so here's something you didn't pick up on. The one that you said is a hunting rifle. Oh shit! Has a bayonet on. <laughs> that's actually that's actually uh, was well, so, an SKS, and that this rifle is a Russian military rifle that predates the AK-47. And the reason why you thought it was a hunting rifle is because it has a wood stock. Yep. Yeah. Now, pull this rifle. Yeah. This rifle right here that you said looked lighter is heavier. Oh, it's heavier. <laughs> it's actually heavier. And you know what else? This is my Honda Civic. These are the That's same the exact gun, same rifle. These are the exact same rifle. Only I removed the old 50-year-old wooden stock from this one. Mm -hmm. And I put it in a new modern Canadian-made chassis. Mm -hmm. They're the exact same gun. One is meant made to look scary because it's all black now. It's got some plastic on it and this fancy red dot sight. I didn't even put the banana clip in it. My gunny <laughs> friends will using that terminology. So what's Both the point is, of all that black stuff just to make it look? What's the point of putting plastic on the Civic? I am a I, I work in a gun in a gun shop. And I love customizing my firearms and, t and making them my very own. Mm -hmm. The thing about some of these guns, it's like Lego for men. The accessories that you can buy for them is endless. You can yeah, customize I, I think them. Kelly would say and women too. Is what, yeah, I don't I care what Kelly would say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, you, you'll see like five of these guns all in this chassis and none of them will look the same maybe they don't have that muzzle brake. Maybe they don't have that scope. So it's about personalizing and customizing. Um, does it make it more comfortable and ergonomic and therefore yeah. easier to use? Sure. But they both shoot the same caliber. They're both restricted to five rounds. Do uh, do any of you have the, the, the AR-15 or is that even legal we here? All that, have we, all have, we all have AR-15s. We all have AR-15s. Oh, uh, you know what I should do? I should show is, them the SDI versus SLR. 
Why is that such a hot topic? I know it's been used in a lot of big crimes lately. It's but because what? has it? Nate Matthew has it? Name one. No. Well, yeah. didn't um, the the guy who shot in Vegas at the concert yep. wasn't that what his else? gun? That's the only um, one you've heard of. No, then there was the other the guy who went into the school in the states. Oh, Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah, Sandy Hook. That's how he yeah. he blew the door open yeah. with it. Um, so that's two. No, but and then there was also one more recent, where um, more recent than Sandy Hook, another school shooting. It was a guy oh. who I can't yeah, think but, of. But, but, but before we before we go ahead and say what Trevor's about to say, let's say this: Why is it that Honda Civics are involved in more crashes than any other car on the planet? Hmm. Yeah, there are well, more I, Honda Civics out right. there, right? And also, the AR-15 is one of the most popular sporting rifles in the United States. It is lit. It, I, there's probably like half the guns in the states. Probably half of them are AR-15s. Really? There's a lot of them, and the reason is they're lightweight, very comfortable to shoot, very ergonomic, very accurate. And it's a platform. great hunting it's, platform. It's a, it's a platform yeah. that you can build on, right? You can select, you can pull a barrel off like very easily and put a different barrel on, right? So you can go from yeah. short to long, change the forend, change the stock that you saw. His question was, why are we allowed to have it? And then he cited American gun, gun crime. So I don't know if you know this, but you're not an American and you don't live in the United <laughs> States and we have our own laws. So when you ask why am I allowed to have it and then start talking about crime in America, there's a huge disconnect that the average non-gun owner doesn't make. Well, but it's yeah. not it's not your fault because 90% of the media that we get is <laughs> from American TV. And there's nothing we can yeah. do about that. A lot of Canadians look at the Americans for for what is going on and what's what's happening. And they assume that the same thing's happening in Canada. And it's not. And the thing is, AR-15s are not a problem in the United States either. Like I said, there are so many of them. Even even if there were 100 AR-15 related um, uh, crimes a year, that's still less than a tenth of a percent of all the AR-15s that exist in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it, it is simply, literally, the most popular rifle in the States, and that's why when you hear of a crime, uh, that's the gun that you, either it was used or it wasn't used, but because and it's so popular, it anyway. all of the journals, yeah. uh, uh, journalists think it's but an AR-15, so they call it an Canada. AR-15. Back to in, Canada. We are allowed to own them but they are highly regulated and restricted. You require to have a separate license yep. and you're only allowed to use them at a gun range. Yep. We can't even hunt with them, which and is unfortunate. Except. And our except. AR-15s are restricted to five rounds if you use an AR-15 magazine. Yeah. Right. So uh, I think you understand why we want them because yeah. of all the benefits we said. They're lightweight. They're easy to use. They shoot inexpensive ammo. They're literally the most... Um, popular firearm in the form of competition that uh we do when it comes to rifle competition or three gun competition i didn't realize and that even that answers my question i didn't realize that it was a popular gun because again i only know about kind of like from the news or whatever but it it makes it seem like it's a really like serious dangerous gun so i thought it was a rare like thing well let me show you something else here adriel i didn't think any of you would have Uh, not adriel um jordan uh, Jordan, i've got this guy here and this is... Uh... Oh, we're just going to confuse them with that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a similar looking gun to an AR-15, but that's non-restricted. <laughs> so I want to show Jordan the ammunition. So if yeah, you can flip over to me there. You know. Obviously shoots the biggest, most bad. Right. So just to put it in perspective for you, Jordan, that bullet right there, that's the bullet that an AR-15 shoots. So if you put it in the palm of my hand, you know, you can see compared to my hand or even compared to one of my fingers... That's not a very big bullet, is it? Mm-hmm. Now, 
Look at this bullet. Yeah, yeah, that's for shooting tanks. That's what the <laughs> Russians. No. That's what the Russians were killing us with in World War Two. Jesus, so, it's a great deer round. There's there's the seven point six two by fifty four R. There's the bullet the Air fifteen takes. Okay. Trevor. So the one that Trevor's holding on, the big one, that's a typical size of a deer hunting bullet in Canada. Right. Very so, that one of the, the most popular caliber for hunting deer in Canada is a 308, and that's very similar in size to it. And I'll show you that. So this is a 308, and this is they keep talking about the powerful AR-15. Okay. This is what most maritimers shoot their deer and moose with. Yeah. This is the AR-15 bullet. It's tiny. It's so, general. They don't show you that, though, do they, in the media, when they talk about how big and powerful it is? Just the it's copper pieces are the bullet as well. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So what about what would an AR-15 versus an AK-47? Is the AK a bigger gun? The so, uh, just... Jordan, this is the bullet for the AK. Okay. That one I showed you a Hold while up ago. Hold the 556 five, again. The one that you said was uh, the hunting gun. And I showed you it had the bayonet, and the one that That's predates the AK. This is the bullet the AK shoots. Okay? okay. So it has a larger bullet itself, the part that comes out. Yeah. But it has a shorter, stouter case. I see. So one so, of these bullets, one of these cartridges has a lightweight bullet that goes really fast. The other one has a heavy bullet that goes medium. Okay, speed. I got you. That's it's the like getting hit with a golf ball or getting hit with a soccer ball. One's going really fast and it's lightweight, and they both hurt the same, but. They do it different ways. Trevor, you showed us the uh, a 308 versus 223. I did. Yeah, this is yeah. a 30-odd six. So that's that's what that's your, uh, that's what your dad's uh, deer rifle will, will be using. Yeah. Is that yeah. guy right there. And yes. that's actually my preferred yeah. hunting bullet. Yeah. yeah. So when people in the know hear the media talking about how powerful the Air 15 is, we giggle. I'm literally that's in an nuanced. online debate right now about whether or not I should use a two-two-three and a black bear, and everybody's like, "No, two-two-three is not for killing bears; it's for killing rodents like groundhogs and gophers." So, <laughs> I mean, yes, they're used in mass shootings, and yes, they can be lethal. And I mean, any gun can be lethal. Matthew's air gun can be lethal if he does it right, but it's just it's it's fake news. It's not as powerful and as scary as they would like you to believe it is. <laughs> so, last question for you is. What would be, as gun rights advocates and gun owners, what would, for you all, be the ideal regulation of guns? Like, what? How do you, if you could, talk to Trudeau and convince him to change things? How would you make it all work? I think we should all answer that one separately. I think I personally, um, my my opinion on the the perfect gun laws in Canada would be mandatory safety training, because that is proven to reduce the number of accidental shootings. There are statistics that that unequivocally prove that that is the case. Every other gun law, there's no stats that proves that it has done anything effective. So I think that mandatory safety training is uh, really all we need. After that, it's up to the, the owner to, to use their gun legally and properly. And the criminals are still gonna be criminals and the good guys are still gonna be good guys. So I'm gonna play off of his, cause mine is, a perfect spin from his. I don't believe that licensing is ever going to go away in Canada. So what I would like to see is our current classification system of prohibited, restricted, non-restricted, let's see all that go away and license me for everything. The gun that you say I can't have, 
find a loop for me to jump through and train me so I can have it and then license me for it. Because if Adriel can have that type 81, why can't I have an AK-47 when they function the exact same way? Their ergonomics are the same. They shoot the same bullet. What happened, Jordan, was back in 95 when they came up with classification, they came up with certain uh, criteria to determine whether a firearm would be restricted, prohibit, or whatever, right? A qu very quick and dirty example for a center fire long gun to be se semi-automatic center fire long gun to be non-restricted it has to have a barrel length of 18 and a half inches or longer that's like one of the determining criteria for putting a gun in one classification or another i say do away with all that come up with a simpler system and come up with a licensing that will allow me to access everything they've actually destroyed they're destroying over time an entire classification of firearms through through attrition um, if I had a certain type of gun in 1995, I would have been grandfathered in. I would have been given a license to own that class of gun, like prohibited handguns. But because I didn't own any at the time, I'll never be allowed to own them because no one in my family has them. If my father had one, when he died, he could will it to me. And then I would have a special license that would allow me to own that one. But other than that, there's a whole list of guns out there in Canada that some Canadians can have and others can't. And it's almost like age discrimination. Mm. So I would, I would like to see more licensing to access more firearms. So I agree with what Matthew said. I also agree with what Trevor said. I'm going to add to it a little bit with respect to the licensing piece. Uh, I think that the mental health uh, checks and also keep the mental health and the uh, spouse um, piece of it, because I think it is important. It gives people a peace of mind, but also the fact is we do. Not a lot of people get screened out because of mental health, but there are a few, and yeah. it's Some important. Some should, you don't. Yeah, mm. that's true too, but that's also on the onus of the system. It, the system, and it's also on the onus of people around him, that person as well. So I think that it is important um, from that piece. I think that you know we're getting it right from that pe that point of view. Yep. Uh, as for me, uh, yeah, the licensing is awesome. So we uh, we all have a card that says, yes, this person uh, can have a gun and they can have a non-restricted or restricted or prohibited or whatever. Uh, we can mail order guns in Canada, which I don't know if you know. Uh, so yeah. we can like we can have an AR-15 or a pistol or a shotgun or whatever mailed to us and wow. uh, and show yeah, up. Thank you, Lee Hart. But the reason we can do that is because we have a little States. card that says we're good to go. Yes, and it's verifiable. Yeah, in the U.S., Jordan, depending on the state that you're in, that's another thing. There's also a thing with American gun laws. There are very few federal, and every state makes its own laws, and sometimes different counties make their own laws. But they can't order guns over the Internet. They can't walk in and walk out with a gun. They have to stand there and wait for an FBI background check. We get our background check automatically every day. We just flash the card, and we're good to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they check the, the card to make sure it's it's valid and whatnot. So yeah, that's yeah, actually obviously. like super convenient. And I, I, I don't mind that system. It, it offers a, a, an easy way to reject people who should not have firearms. And it makes an easy way for, uh, for it, it offers some convenience to us as well. So hmm. like uh, Jordan, the store I work in, sorry, Adriel, the store I work in, Adriel, if you are, or, yeah, Jordan, the store I work in, if you walk in and ask to see a shotgun, I'll ask to see your license. If you don't have a license, you can't even look at it. I won't even take it off the shelf for you. Look at it as in, as in touch it, right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes and get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, Adriel, carry on. 
Yeah. So uh, the the simplification of classification would be nice as well. Right now, um, we, we we have some laws that were introduced in the '90s, and they went through a, a gun book, and they're like, "That one looks scary." Pretty sure I saw that one on Die Hard, and it, it very much uh, they they very much banned guns that were like that were. Uh, prototypical it's similar to like uh uh ninja stuff from the 90s right oh you can't have a you can't uh, have a ninja star i can own a, a type 81 but nunchucks Woo, nope you can't have you, that you mean they are i can't have two sticks attached by a chain no they're prohibited Trevor. Oh, you can't. are you kidding me you can't yeah, have nunchucks in Canada. They're, Do you know how many expensive nunchucks I made as a child? And ninja <laughs> how many times did you You made a prohibited device. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, like in the '90s, we had some real weird, like, political scheme where people thought that they knew better and they designed these really weird laws. So, yeah, the nunchucks we could probably take a lot of those back in as well. But it's similarly a lot of these '90s laws where it's like no stair augs, no uh, AK-47s, no this or that or the other thing. And uh, based purely off of, um, you know, watching too many movies or something like that, right? So the fact-based policy isn't there. I'd, I'd like to see that all simplified. The, the other risk that we have right now is that any any given time, the government might, might decide, uh, oh, this gun over here? Mm, no, we actually think that one's not legal. So you're going to have to give those all back. And uh, that's, that's, and that's a happened. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's happened, and that's a that's a risk yeah. for us. You know, so it was some something that we might have put a, a few thousand dollars into might uh, might just get confiscated. Just become illegal. Yeah, yeah. Well, our our well, magazine laws are are. Yeah, hopefully, uh, are, we've are demonstrated awesome. that it's not the 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 law abiding gun owners that are the problem in Canada. It's not even the guns that are the problem in Canada. It's the criminals that are the problem in Canada, and they're going to hurt people with whatever they come to. Whether they have a truck, yeah. they run people over with. Whether they have a, two sticks tied together with a chain. And they beat people. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of beer bottles with rags and and gasoline will kill a lot of people too, right? It, it's not about the tool that people are hurting people with. The problem is people are hurting people, and yeah. we got to get the people who are willing to hurt people off the streets. And let's leave the tools alone, and let's leave the legal gun owners alone who aren't the problem, mm -hmm. because yeah. clearly, it, the stats very clearly indicate that we aren't the problem it's not the gun it's not a gun problem in canada it's a it's a criminal problem yeah you are, you definitely changed some of my views like trevor honestly knowing you changed a lot of my views about guns just because seeing like the things you write kind of i read it kind of in passing and i don't think i really knew there were people like you out there <laughs> no i get no i know exactly what he's talking a, about he does you're the only guy on my Facebook or Instagram or whatever that that's into this stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I first saw it, you would put up guns. I'd be like, holy crap, like that guy has a bunch of guns. But then I, when like the more I kind of see it and see what it's about, I'm realizing that there's this whole subculture of gun enthusiasts that I had no idea even really existed. Right. So. And and from all walks of life, and we're not, that's the problem is we, we, we stay low key. We go back the woods to these isolated gun ranges You've never seen one of my competitions because they don't occur in your neighborhood, right? Most of the exposure that general Canadians have to firearms are negative because they're, oh, yeah. they're things that are portrayed in the media. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what to make of somebody like me when you meet me. And the next thing you know, you see on my Facebook or my Instagram, I got a gun in my hand. You're like, Holy God, that guy was in my house. He spoke to my child. He's got guns. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did, when you came to my house, you did have a sword. That's true. That's true. true. You did have a sword. Yeah. yeah. I have photos of you with my son, and my son has the sword. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, but no, this was great. You, you opened my eyes to it. And I think maybe someday, Trevor, you should take me out. I'd like to shoot a gun just so I can <laughs> have that experience. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in, um, um, out, out by the airport in, um, and feels well, you're done having your stroke. You go ahead yeah. and finish your sentence. Yeah. So <laughs> one of those weekends and actually Jordan, um, I'll be in Dartmouth once a month all winter for an indoor competition so oh nice yeah you can meet me there and we can make that happen let's do it um all right anyway i'm going to get out of here but it's been great meeting you all and great talking guns awesome we look forward to your next show thanks for joining us yeah awesome yeah tell everyone tell everyone one more time where they can find the nighttime podcast you can find it really anywhere you get podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, nighttimepodcast.com. It's all over the place. Soon to be on global radio in most Canadian cities, which I'm really excited about. But that's only edited versions of my podcast with a bunch right. more ads added. So go get it on Apple Podcasts or one of the equivalent. And now normally oh, this time, at this time, Jordan, normally I compare Patreons. But I don't know. I haven't looked at yours lately, so I'm not sure if I want to. Flex my no. Kelly says no. no don't go don't, there with don't, me. Don't, don't, don't play that game. <laughs> All right, you're winning the Patreon contest. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do much. I just release my episodes a bit early and without ads there. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good night, a Jordan. Pleasure. Yeah. You all take care. Bye bye. Once again, I'd like to thank Jordan Bonaparte, uh, cousin of um, Napoleon. For- Is he really? Yes, they're distant cousins. No. All right, don't believe me. I don't care. I believe you. That is cool. That was a. Uh, I'm impressed. No. That's oh. neat. And that Kelly will say. I hope yeah. he stands every now and then with his hand like in his shirt, sort of the way that. Well, even when he does stand, you can't really tell because he's right because he's he's a little guy, kind of like guy. the original. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, he's easily probably six feet tall. But oh, wow, okay. thanks for that, Matthew. No problem. Thanks for, help. thanks for helping me ruin the show. I I do what I can. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I didn't realize he was an actual relative. Of Bonaparte, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty popular last name. I mean, yeah, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're legitimately the only one I've ever heard with it besides Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, some of the listeners already are fans of the Nighttime Podcast. If you haven't heard of it or haven't checked it out yet and are a fan of true crime uh, and weird stuff, definitely go over check and, it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. So, I mean, if they've listened to us, they're a fan of weird stuff. So, yeah. They would definitely like it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's in their wheelhouse. Even if, you, even if you don't like us, you would probably like that because yep. it's better than what we are. Absolutely. Well, he's going mainstream. We're not. That's certainly true. Yeah. So we were almost there once. We were on like a fancy network, but it was like. Yeah, Reno Viola. Uh, it was cool. It was just restricting. Yeah. Well, like he said, it's a it's a real pain in the butt for him, but yes. it's worth it for him to get that exposure. Yeah. Because that's how artists get paid is with exposure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Kelly, do you have the YouTube open? The yeah, YouTube I do. I'm All right. Any feedback right. there for us? Some questions we can answer? Sure. Dave Williams wants to know if you're going to be doing a black badge or a furlatch course at Woodstock. Yes and yes. Okay. Thankfully, for sure. Yep. Uh, we also have uh, Derek Merriweather. He's asking about the red dot that you have on your... Um... It is a Spark AR-2. Right. I told him you were a gamer. So that's why you have it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Spark 2. Spark right. 2. I don't know if it's Spark Air, but Spark 2. Uh, yeah, I read that comment. He thought that shooting trap with a red dot would be cheating. And you were right. It's uh, not cheating. It's gaming. Thank you for that. That's great. <laughs> uh, Richard Bone joined us as well. Just wanted to say hey, hi to him. Dick. Yay. 
And what else? Oh, there was somebody who looked it up and said the Sandy Hook, the AR-15 was actually in the trunk. So just a little information. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't actually used. It was not used. Uh, the point four that we were talking about with law-abiding gun owners with respect to the um, homicides, mm -hmm. which is 1.8%. They these guys are great. They're giving us all the facts and looking them up. I love it. Google food. I'm not sure about that Sandy Hook fact, though. I need to look that up myself again. Mm -hmm. I looked it up as well when they they typed it up and said, "Yeah, it was found in the truck." And uh, James Bork's on, so I said, "Hey, hey James, hi James, yeah, hi." Well, uh, email, the email he was referring to last week that he texted me about and asked me if I saw was not an email that. He sent to the show, it was, um, he forwarded me a reply from the New Brunswick CFO's office about an ATT request that he made. Now they want to know your mode of transportation. Your mode of transportation? I told, I said, tell her you're walking. Motorized vehicle. Yeah. Like what, what when did that matter? It's not even listed in the Firearms Act uh, about your mode of transportation. Anyway. Yeah. It's getting silly. Yeah. So the, no, I don't get treated that way, James. Okay. The uh, the consensus is that everybody loved Jordan being on. That's awesome. Oh yeah, Jordan's was, great. He was a great. He was a great guest. So yeah. Cool. Cool. How about the regular listener feedback, which is brought to us by Highlander Tactical? Go to www.highlandertactical.com to check out the great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use the promo code SLAMFIRE at checkout to save 10% off your order. Matthew? Yeah. I would like you to read Spencer's email. How did I know this <laughs> Hey, guys. Just wanted to send you a pic of the CZ SP-01 Tactical that I had Cajun Gunworks work on. As I mentioned, this was my first ever handgun, and it needed some TLC after eight years of use and abuse. The internals are fantastic now, better than my Shadow 2. For the outside, I went for a steampunk kind of look with the modern being the threaded barrel and fiber optic sights and the retro being the finish that's so blue it looks black and the wood stocks because Trevor loves wood stocks. Absolutely. I'm also sending along a couple of pictures of my last project gun. It looks similar to Trevor's 1022 and a Magpul stock. Mine isn't a bull barrel though, but a Gemtech Mist Integrally Suppressed barrel and i hate you and that's the end of this email from spencer from smire moving on <laughs> don't even give a crap anymore uh, i ordered the system before they changed the nfa laws in 2016 and it took almost a year to get my paperwork back but i've been using it for most of 2018 now and it's been running like a champ Nice thing about this setup, besides it being compact, is that with such a short barrel, even regular ammo doesn't go supersonic, so I don't have to pay extra for subsonic 22. That alone will pay back the cost of the can in, oh, 20 years or so. But the absolute best thing about it is that I didn't have to shave my legs to get it. The last thing I want to mention was that I just ordered the Apex Trigger. Trigger, <laughs> trigger and sear kit for my FNS 509 Tactical. They're finally shipping these for the 509 and the FNS guns after two years of waiting. Right they after I sold my FNs. They're running about 150 US right now, but I'm sure they'll go down once some of the initial, initial demand slacks off some. Looks like a lot of work to install, but not particularly difficult. 
I may regret saying that once I try it, though. I'll let you guys know how it turns out. Trevor, is that the gun that you took apart once and went, nope, not doing that again? Yeah, well, I took it apart more than once, um, but no more than twice. And I've never <laughs> been able to reassemble it in under like two hours. Wow. All right. The most complicated trigger group I, I've ever worked on. I do look forward to Spencer writing back to us and asking us how, uh, or, or letting us know how this install goes. I, I look forward to this. All right. Speaking of parts, though, hopefully the whole ITAR thing will get easier for you guys as well. It looks like they're trying again to get most small parts, uh, small gun parts, less than 50 caliber, moved from the State Department to the Commerce Department. They've tried uh, this several times, and each time it was about to go out to be voted on, some crazy shooting happened and it got hauled back in the committee. It was actually started under Mr. Obama, but it looks like Trump should be able to push it through this year. So hopefully you won't have these crazy shipping rules about muzzle brakes and scopes and such to deal with in 2019. That's it for now. Spencer from Smyrna. Thank you, Spencer, for that. And we still hate you for owning a suppressed 1022. Yes. <laughs> Matt should know better than to talk about Steve Lee writing Time to Get a Gun. There's a YouTube video of Steve crediting Fred Eaglesmith, the Canadian alt-country singer who wrote it back in the late 90s. Some random guy on YouTube called M. Matt even mentions this in one of his video comments. By the way, there's also a Miranda Lambert version out there, which is pretty good as well. I don't know who this M. Matt guy is on YouTube, but I wouldn't listen to anything he says. He's clearly a numpty. And so the show, I don't even know, it was like the next day, Filthy called me and he's like, Steve Lee didn't write that and Miranda Lambert wrote it or I don't know if Filthy thought that Miranda Lambert wrote it but anyway I thought when we were walking to the airport that story Steve said I, that he yeah yeah I think Steve told us a story that the the, the songwriter had so I think we just confused the story. Steve didn't say that he did it. He told us what the songwriter, the process that the songwriter went through, and we just mistook it and misremembered it and thought that it was Steve that had done it. But hearing that now, yes, that's absolutely right. I, I do know that Steve Lee didn't write that song. I remember that now. Yeah, but I was the one that said that he did, not you. So it doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. 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 So, all right. We're, Kelly, we're, we're both take... right in this case. Yes. And yes. Steve is wrong. Absolutely, every time. <laughs> So <laughs> the one from Mr. Philp. Okay. So this is from Jason Philp. Well, it sure is good to have Matthew back. I'm getting sick of Trevor and the other hosts finishing. Sentences. I don't think it's all that good having me back. <laughs> I think you can just move on. Adriel, you can be the next one. Jason Philp, you can eat a bag of Richards. Yeah. <laughs> now that we have an actual real rifle guy on the show. Sorry, Adriel, you're still my favorite. I have a question to ask Matt. How do you decide which scope to buy? I have a Savage Axis 223. It does not have glass. I you don't need glass for a Savage 223. You just aim. You just point down the barrel. All you got to do is snap shoot that sucker right out there. You'll be good. I wouldn't okay. worry about it. So he... No, seriously, if you want to get a scope for your for that, whatever's on sale. I mean, that's what I do. I don't do the cheapest thing out there. I'm kidding. No, get something. This is... It depends on what you're going to do with it. You say here you're going to shoot it 200 yards and closer. Well, why don't I read the email and then you can answer. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, he did say that he was tired of the other hosts not finishing their sentences. So I cut in here. So anyway, <laughs> carry on. Whatever. I will shoot mostly. I really think that I could just answer it now, though, but whatever. Go ahead. Why don't you answer it now and then she can finish it? Nah, she should go ahead and finish the email. I'll okay. up. I, can, I, I can throw my two cents in. Well, why don't we? I want to hear everybody's two cents. Kelly, please finish the email. I will shoot mostly at 200 yards and closer, but would like to stretch. Uh, what factors have value? 
how do you weigh those factors? Vortex, Leopold, Burns, Redfield, Nikon, Leopold? Knockoff, Triangle. Leopold. You said Leopold. Leopold. He's, he misspelled yeah. Leopold, so. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Knock up China, which one? Help me, he says. Uh, keep it in a budget that Matthew will swallow or will fit on Trevor's credit card. I'm, or sorry, in just in case, or sorry, I'm just about ready to sell the rifle and go back to Clay's. I can't read his. Anyways, also, please tell me uh, which uh, bipod to buy, Atlas, Harris, or knockoff from China. Kind regards, Jason. By the way. Well, if he's got a, a Savage Axis 223, it does not have glass. Um, put some optics on it, and you might hit what you're shooting at. Oh, <laughs> that was a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> We're talking about. Kelly, you were saying? The email wasn't done yet? No. Please. That's okay. Cry. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> By the time you read this, my wife will be taking the course, uh, taking the course for her ARPAL. Which course? Intercourse? What course? ARPAL. <laughs> oh, the ARPAL course. And we have upgraded the family status with CCFR. By the way, Leone, you're awesome. It will be nice to miss Bolvar, but he hasn't been gone long enough. <laughs> so, that's Jason's um, Jason, I would jump in here and say that um, you should just go ahead and get a, a Vortex scope of whatever fits your budget. Vortex makes good scopes. Okay, but what um, what power you're, you're, range? What objective? Listen, Trevor, he, shut up. So <laughs> I have to finish my sentence. Wait, you're interrupting me. That's, Is there any way to hang up on I this? Know. I know, right? I would love to hang up on Oh, him. man, I miss friggin' Time is Skype. <laughs> So, so get, a, hang get, up a three, get a three to nine? Is that the idea? Yep, get a three to nine. Get a three to nine by 40 or whatever. I mean, it really, honestly, it if you're just shooting this 200 yards and closer and, and, and maybe every now and then you'll shoot a little bit longer, just get what any anything. Anything that's Vortex that fits your budget, it will be fine, honestly. It's not about the scope. It's the shooter. You're not shooting low lights. You don't need super awesome, super high duper quality glass. You're not shooting long range. You don't need to worry about objective um, focus or uh, parallax and all that stuff. Just go get a good scope that's decently priced in your budget and you will be fine with it. I promise you. That sounds like you're describing a crossfire too. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what I would and, get. In fact, he, that's what I have. He did throw diamond back. So if you think that Diamondback is that much better for the money, like, you know, is it is can you tell the difference in the clarity between a Diamondback and a Crossfire? If you can, then go for the Diamondback if it's in sure. your budget. Yeah, Crossfire. if you can tell the difference, go with the best glass, obviously. But yeah. um, like you, like I said, you're you're just shooting two hundred yards and closer, and just kind of target plinking with it. Even if you're hunting with it, doesn't doesn't matter. It, you're going to be fine with a Crossfire too. It doesn't have to be expensive. You're not a competition shooter. You're not, you know. And three to nine is good. Four to twelve is a bit more versatile. I have a two to seven on mine. Mm -hmm. And at a hundred yards, which isn't that far, but on seven power, I shot uh, almost quarter ammo away with it. So it, it it's not about the magnification. It really isn't. A lot of people rely on magnification as a crutch. People have been shooting sub ammo away with open sights for hundreds of years. It can be done. It's not about yeah. the magnification. So get what is going to suit you. If you're just shooting it, three to nine is, is the most popular scope out there for a reason. It's very effective. Three is nice and low power for close. Nine is great for longer distances. Get a nice three to nine. 
Yep. That's what I would do. Anyway. Cool. I, All I right. Can jump in and see what they say. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much we already agree. did. Yeah. 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 But then bipod, I, I would go. I would go. Uh, I don't have bipods in any of my guns. I don't believe in bipods. I don't think they exist. They're not real. It's gonna shoot off a bench. Bipods convenient. I like Harris. I prefer I prefer sandbags. I'm shooting off a bench. I don't like bipods. Get one of them fancy new Magpul ones from uh, Calgary Shooting Center. Oh, even better. Trevor should have said that. Yeah, I should have. My bad. Don't be a communist, Jason. Yeah. Good job for you. you All right. That one. Adriel, take the next one, please. From James B. So, got the email notice the MacBee was going to ship from the Calgary Shooting Center on Wednesday. I quickly called CSC and got Jeff on the phone. Told him I'm not a communist and not to ship Canada Post. A strike looming, and with my luck, it would be another six weeks before I see it. Ask if he could ship with another company because Trevor asked me to pull to bring a black rifle for the weekend. I was hoping Trevor. Uh, I was hoping Trevor's name would give me some pull and get it shipped priority. Nope, Trevor's name holds no water. I'm pretty sure it actually <laughs> hurt me. They're shipping Canpar. Doesn't Canpar go to the Yukon first? <laughs> so here's the thing, Ginger Snaps. When I called him and he said some, first of all, he said some French guy from New Brunswick <laughs> called and said he needs his SLR right away because he's going bear hunting with you. Uh, tell him he should have it tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. It's cool that oh, he's getting it tomorrow, but I'm not going bear hunting with anyone. You were lied to. I had no idea who he was talking Some French guy. So I totally called you out, threw you under the bus, and said, dude's lying. I'm not going hunting with anybody, so you can send it to the Yukon, whatever you got to do. So, yep, drop in someone's name. It's a good idea if you tell him you're going to do it first. So well, you just you don't know. drop Trevor's name is the problem. Well, yeah, no, you could, you could, but you might want to let me know because when somebody said, when Jeff says, "So this guy said he's going bear hunting with you," I was like, "I ain't going bear hunting." What was this guy's well, talking about? Are you going bear hunting or no? Not with Jason or uh, Ginger Snaps. I'm going hunting with Denis. Okay. So he thought if he dropped my name, he gets SLR faster. Well, he'll get it faster than six weeks. Like yeah, like I don't I don't know how Probably. Campar is for you guys. I I love it. I get my stuff in like two days from Campar. I don't like Campar, but I don't live yeah, in a, of course. Really, does know. Campar uh, actually even anyway. go to your area? Well, they do, but then if I'm not here to receive the package, that's and I why miss you don't all, like it. right, then yeah, I got to yeah. drive an hour to get it. Yeah, that's so, terrible. It is. I'm gonna mail everything to Campar from now on. Make sure it drops off it. Me too. Yeah, and U- UPS. <laughs> yeah, uh, Canada Post for me, thanks. All right, so if you would like to, um, you know, sit on a throne of lies and uh, <laughs> email us about it, you can do so by sending an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Any shout outs? I don't see any written, so I'm going to move on. Oops, I messed up with show notes. We have a new Good Patreon job. in this. So we're up to 86 Patreonies, and the new one, Rob Burton, is in for 276. Is there a caliber reference with 276? I mean, 270. Maybe he Anybody? mistyped 276. Oh well. Well, I mean, I'll take the six cents. Maybe it's 762, but it's dyslexic. 276 ah. Peterson. Oh, yeah. there you go. 276 or Peterson. 276 Enfield. Probably Peterson. Peterson, as in. It sounds almost like Patreoni, so 
Awesome. Thank you, Rob. Look for your swag in the mail to come by Campfire soon. <laughs> I'm not campfiring <laughs> anything. There you go. <laughs> Until next week, guys, uh, please join one or, well, I mean, you don't do this and then drop out next week. We'll see you next week. But remember, uh, join one or more of, Na of Canada's National Firearms Association, such as the CCFR. I don't see anyone doing anything remotely close to what the CCFR is doing right now. Rod and Tracy are on the Hill. They're in Parliament. They're in Senate. They're giving press conferences. They're being taken seriously. And never in the history of Canadian firearms has an advocacy, advocacy group been this involved to fight on your behalf. Don't take my word for it. Look up their interviews, listen to the radio interviews and see for yourself and decide for yourself. And if you still don't want to get behind them, you're probably a communist and you eat babies, but maybe I'm being too judgmental. I doubt it though. Join. Um, check us out also on, see how I take something good and then I just completely furlot it up at the end. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good job yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's almost like I self-destruct. It's like, wow, that sounded like really good. Quick, say something stupid. Um, check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We've got a little home over there where we post the show and nobody replies to those posts. And like us on Facebook because we're at 2011. That's a big number, kids. We don't want to stay there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably get jammed up there for a while. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Brutal. You win. You win the internet today, Andrew. Angels might be okay. Good night, everybody. See you next Good week. Good night, everybody. Good night. So, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail .com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.